Hard to believe we've reached the season three finale already. Shit flies by, man. I think I said it last season too, but I have such a good time doing this, and it's like a it's fucking therapeutic to come in here and and have these conversations with my boys and, and have awesome guests on. And speaking of awesome guests, we've got uh, two in the studio for a special season finale. We got Brad and Justin from the band Sour Blood. What's up, boys? How, How are you? Doing? What's up? Glad you guys were able to make some time out of your busy schedules, come hang out with us for a little bit and talk some music and uh, talk life in general. So, um, Thanks for having us. Yeah, man. Glad you guys came. We always I, I told you, I was, I was hyping you up a little bit before the show. I said we always save the best fucking guests for the end of the season. So yep. appreciate you guys coming on. Oh, man, we appreciate you. you guys having us, dude, for real. Awesome. Uh, you guys just, I've, I've been to a couple of your guys' shows and... Uh, you know, you playing a lot with with Screaming Evidence, and I've always enjoyed your music. So, and was that your st- uh, the Stand Your Ground premiere? Um, so you're doing you're doing your own thing on the side too, Brad. So that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, that's gotta be like a bitch trying to do two different things at once. Well, I mean, you know, so you think about the the hit, the the story of Stand Your Ground. Like, I started, I wrote that album. I started writing it in like 2012 okay okay? and it was just kind of a you know uh something that i did on the side right like i wasn't i wasn't currently playing with any bands or anything like that and got the home studio and was just dibbling dabbling and it's like well i'm a drummer i can i can write beats and, and i can i can put words and patterns right that's all that's all hip-hop that's is, what hip-hop is. Right? i believe when we were recording our first album um you would you had been doing a little bit of that recording with tony mm-hmm. and he was showing me some of it back then yeah so that's all the same stuff yeah man that's that's yeah. a long time in the making it, it is you know like <laughs> you it was can not... relate to that tyler oh yeah it, we we got songs that have taken years to write we got one that's we're messing with right now the towel it was one of the first songs we played out back in like 2010 that's wild i mean (laughs) you know only 13 years ago (laughs) (laughs) sometimes it takes that long to get shit right because you know you guys are you know putting out good music you don't want to put out something that's half-assed and brad especially you know you're doing your own thing by yourself and um with the stain your ground piece, you don't want to put something out that's half assed. So, and if it was just a side project that you were kind of just dabbling in, you know, it's hard to put full effort into it. Yeah. You know, I had these and, and, um, I kind of came back to them and I was like, you know, I, I need to, I need to finish this so that I can close the chapter on it and I can, I can check it off my bucket list and I can be like, all right, I did this. You know, it's, uh, the album is about, you know, like my, my, my struggle with addiction and coming out of it and everything that that I'd been through, like, you know, uh, leading up to this this point in my life, to the last song that I wrote for it and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I went to Tony Tipton, man. He's like the man. He's one of my boys, you know. We played in Once Pure together forever. Um, it's Uncle T-Bone to me. Uncle T-Bone <laughs> to you? <laughs> so many times I, I was going to say, we've talked about him a lot on this yeah. show. So. Yeah, so, you know, Tony's, Tony's one of my boys, man. Um and so I did all the pre-production at my studio, you know, Purely Insane Studios, and then took it to him, and he was able to bring my vision to life. And then, you know, I did that. Um, the shows that I ever did before the CD release show were just like, 
a band canceled out or something and we were like playing sour blood was playing and i'm i got it on my 1980s classic ipod that everyone makes fun <laughs> of right things a dinosaur man oh, yeah. but, uh, you know uh i love it uh, i, I love kill somebody with it if you throw hard enough it's yeah like, oh, sure. it'll 100%. still work it'll just still work out no different than fucking nokia phone <laughs> <laughs> you know uh I, I bust it out with the like the the younger generation and they're like what what is this? What I'm like, is this? this is like the best thing ever. Like this is music with no commercials. Yeah. You know, like I I don't care to watch. Like you know, I don't I don't. You're have talking to... like the real big iPod, the iPod yeah. Classic. Oh yeah, iPod Classic. You had to like, have a concealed carry permit thing? to carry that motherfucker. You know? yeah. <laughs> like Jesus. if I run out of ammo, I could just beat him to death with this iPod. <laughs> uh, so I'll just throw it in and, and fill in or whatever. But the 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 actual. CD release show was great for me because it was the first time that I actually was able to get uh, the female vocalist up there with mm -hmm. me to perform it live, which I, f I felt like the live show was missing. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that show, um, you know, Star, who, who you guys seen perform, like mm -hmm. I, I called her four weeks before that show because the, um, the woman that, that sang on the CD and we had like we we had agreed to do the CD release show. Mm -hmm. I had just announced it the week I announced the show. She sends me a message and is like, "Hey, like I'm stepping away from music and blah blah blah, so I'm not going to be able to do the show." Like two days later, she quit AR6, and I'm like, "Wow, I just I just spent mm, money this, to put this yeah. show on. We just Damn. announced it." And, I know who you're talking about too. And I'm like, I have to scramble, right? Yeah. So like I'm like, and it worked out, and I and I. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah, dude. Like me and me and me and Star have great chemistry uh, on stage, so it's just kind of a side thing. She's you a pretty know. good vocalist too. Mm -hmm. Oh man, yeah, oh, she, yeah. She sung all, most if not all of the hooks, right? So yeah, she sang all the hooks. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, she sang all the hooks. Um, she's like, she's got the Lauren Hill voice with like the Snoop Dogg swag. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's a good. I mean, yeah. like that's that's what it was, right? And it worked out, and you know, I mean, so we did one show after that, and then I've I've got two shows booked with it this year, but nice. it's not, you know, I mean, it's something now that's like for fun. Like I got merch printed and like did the, you know, did the whole thing. Well, you got but, monetized, my guy. I mean, yeah, you know, but mm -hmm. I mean, other than that, like now that that I've got that done and that's over, it's just, it's not like. I don't want to say it's not a priority, but it's sour blood's definitely my my yeah. priority. So, so, so tell us a little bit about tell the listeners um, a little bit about sour blood. Just kind of what you guys. You don't have to give us a genre, but you know, give us a little bit of the the background on sour blood, its history, and kind of where you guys are at today, and, and what's new for sour blood. Both of you guys, I'd, I'd love yeah. to hear it. Well, sour blood started about. OG I'd say the here. middle of 05. Okay. Holy started, shit. I didn't yeah, know it was that long ago. Which is the golden, golden year golden year for metalcore. Yeah, right. That right. was the best <laughs> yeah. year in metalcore And history. that's basically yep. why it started was oh, awesome. me and a buddy of mine were joking around one night in a basement. Like, hey, like this music we're listening to is sweet. <laughs> why do we not try to do this? Yeah. And we're like, because we don't have a clue what the fuck we're doing. <laughs> what the fuck we're doing. exactly yeah. why, yeah. dude. I feel like but that's like, the okay. story for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this shit's dope as fuck. Yeah. We might suck, but let's try it. And literally, like, a week later, he sends me a picture, like an email, because that's before, you know. I mean, we maybe not, back. but you, could, you, you know, couldn't really text, text photos. a good picture. Yeah. No. We didn't and have it was, yeah, uh, download for the, three days before yeah. I could see it. And it was hit the, the number three times. Yeah. 
to get to see. Yeah. And it was the BC Rich Warlock. He just went out and bought a guitar. Wow. And he's like, we're going to start this band. I said, okay. That's I, don't, that's I don't know what I'm doing. So, so had, I, was, I can you guys, scream. I was going to say. Be, I can just had yell you been at people. Trying like, to, had, had you been trying to scream or anything Oh, no. This that? just happened. That's just started awesome, screaming. Just and was like, oh, had okay. either one of you guys ever played an instrument before? Nothing. Nothing. No clue. No yeah. clue what we were doing. So we just started recording shit on like a little cassette player. Yeah. And I love it. Another another day maybe goes by a couple days and another one of our buddies was like, "Well, I'll play. I'll get I'll play guitar." And then the guy who Zach who bought the BC Rich, he was like, "Well, I'll just get a drum kit then." He just bought the guitar, and he's like, fuck it, I'll just get so a drum kit. A little kit. bit of time goes by, and he's got this ghetto drum kit in the basement. I'm like, what are we doing? This is fucking awesome. Oh, and then, so at that time, we were like big Stone Sour fans. Okay. Oh, yes. And we were like Stone hardcore. Sour. Like, we went to Columbus State, and we were studying electronic media. Okay. And instead of paying attention when we were in class, we would sit in the back of the class on the laptops, and we would be on the Stone Sour message board. And it got to the point to where they were, I don't know what you would call it, monitoring it to where all the funny stuff we were posting, not us, but everybody, yeah, they would just take it down immediately. So we were like, well, we're going to just start, we're going to start our own message board. Okay. So that's what we did. We started our own forum. We couldn't get a, a good name. We were big time wrestling fans back in that time. Okay. Still are. Still are, 100%. Yeah, not going to lie about that. But nothing will be like Dude, I was having the conversation with my dad today about WCW. Brett the Hitman Heart, Stone Cold. Well, anyway. Oh, yeah. (laughs) The game is going to be There you go. Macho Man Randy Savage, yeah. The Outsiders was a tag team. Booker T. And they had this blood drip on their outfits. Hence the blood, the Stone Sour message board. Oh, Throw it together, sour blood. Yeah, that's, that's the name cool of the message board. Shit, oh shit, we just started a fake band. We don't know what we're doing. <laughs> it's sour blood. That's the band. And you know, oh, through some hand, yeah. It's real man, you guys got a bunch of sour whole blood. bunch of member changes later. Yeah, 2023, and I'm having the best time of my life. Fuck yeah, that's, yeah, that's better, metal as fuck. That's yeah. awesome. So how many how many lineup changes are oh, we talking? I don't know. Like Megadeth number lineup changes? <laughs> oh, probably. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. It would just get to the point to where people... We got to the point to where we're like, okay, this is serious. Like, yeah. we want to play shit. Like, we want to yeah. not play shows suck. And, and <laughs> record, record shit, play And then other shows. people would just not have the same... You guys know how it goes. Like, yeah. they wouldn't have that drive. So, just cycle them in. Yeah. And then finally, got to the point to where it was... Solid lineup, solid. solid group of guys. Yep. Brad, yep. how long have you been drumming for Sour Blood? Uh, I joined uh, Sour Blood playing drums in 2016. Okay, so you have been with them for a while then. Yeah, so uh, funny story, in 2014, I actually played bass for Sour Blood. Oh, really? Shit. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. No, not 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 a many lot of people, people do. don't. <laughs> <laughs> like just like as a fill in or like a... uh so you know, um I it was probably like a 9 month ordeal. We played a That's couple shows. Okay. Yeah, it was it was pretty close to a year. He was a touring How'd you like it? There you go. He was it was uh it was definitely different. 
Okay. You know, um, but like, are you still with Once Pure at this time? No. Okay. No. Um, so yeah, like my wife had like she bought me a, a five string Ibanez bass for Christmas. For you know, she just was buying me music equipment like birthdays and Christmas, and I'm like. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll, I'll play bass. Right, I mean, I'm a drummer. Like, I, I can play. I can you know, play guitar. Yeah. You got I can play guitar a little bit too. Like, yeah. you know. So, and then we were on our way to Florida, and I, I, I reactivated my Facebook, and the first message that pops up was, um, "Sour Blood was looking for a bass player." Nope, actually, I lied. That was how I became drum, like playing drums for them. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So I played bass, came and I, I, I got rid of Facebook, all that. It didn't work out. Uh, we were on our way down to Florida. I turned my phone back on and and uh, and, and and reactivate Facebook. And the very first message was Sour Blood was looking for a drummer, and I had just recently uh, replaced my kit, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna reach out to Bloomy, right?" And so I did, and here we are. Hell yeah, oh, yeah, man. You know, so. And you guys have played some some big shit. I mean, we were talking about before the show, you've played Incarceration. Um, there was another show you were referring to up in Cleveland. What was the name of that show? Uh, so that, that was Once Pure. Yeah. Oh, that was, was that Once Pure? Okay, yeah, that I'm was sorry. when I was in Once no, Pure. But that was uh, the Rockstar Mayhem Fest, okay. 2009. Hey, I sang a couple shows in Once Pure, too. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I mean, we've... We've had a couple. I mean, you know, Tyler's dad has, has toured and played some pretty big events and played down in, you know, Daytona and all that shit. So it's always cool to have have a band on that's had some of those experiences. And um, just I'm just curious as a as a fan, do you guys prefer some of those bigger events or do you like the smaller, more intimate shows like at, uh, you know, like your, your album release party where it's a smaller venue, but the place is packed? So, and you guys are the main, you know, if you're headlining one of mm-hmm. those smaller shows, which one do you prefer? Or is, is it, you I, just love them both, you're playing live music, fuck it, it's... That would be mine. Yeah. But, like, for me, the last show we played was, uh, about a month ago, we headlined The Basement. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? And okay. it was packed, and just the, vo- like... The from energy. The, the energy, yes. Yeah. Good mm-hmm. wordage. That's a great venue from, to play, too. Yeah. yeah. Have you guys played that one, Tyler? Oh, you don't remember the story. That that was that was the one where... Was that where, the encore uh, one? No, that was the one where we forgot the cord bag. Yeah. Oh, that was the basement. And Sean, and Sean got <laughs> a flat tire on the way up. I heard that on the podcast, bro. It was yeah. a terrible Sean had a flat tire on the way up, and yep. you, had to, you played with no yep. vocals. You just played an instrumental set. I think, I think we had played the A&R bar as well. Yep. Yeah, we did. Um, that's basically just upstairs, and yep. both venues are really cool. I mean, I'll tell you, just as a fan, have you guys ever played the King of Clubs? Oh yeah, yeah. We're going to a show there. Well, we got two. We're going to see like we're going to see like Miles the Flames there in a week, basically. Yeah. Then we're going to see Polaris Fuck. and Current. I'll oh yeah, you're Myrtle. not going to that show. Have I'd fun. rather be at that show. Than have fun be in being Myrtle. in Myrtle. Yeah, have you bitch. guys been to the King of Clubs yet? I still I have not. We've been I trying to forever. Oh, I know. Oh, man. We feel horrible. We so just played there a couple months ago with Bleeding Through. Dude, it looks like a... How was I've that? seen that. It was sick. Bleeding yeah. Through is awesome. I mean, yeah, we've had some killer shows there. You know, like you said, the last one, uh, March, was the Bleeding Through. Um, we did uh, Demon Hunter there. Dude, no way. Yeah, Monday night. Sold out. sold out on a Monday. Popular. Sold out wow. on a Monday pack. We That's played that the week before the Scarecrow Festival. Okay. Here in Courthouse. yeah. Yep. And um, who else did we play with? Uh, uh, Cavalera Brothers. Cavalera Brothers. Yep. Nice. Yeah, we did that That's there. Awesome. It's a huge. I mean, like, 
Hell, like the the day after we go to see counter, it's counterparts, boundaries, and like monster flames, and then Omerta. The day after Norma Jean and Memphis Mayfire are playing it, yeah, and then we're going to and, see Polaris and Currents there in October. We and, just bought uh, our tickets. Secrets for that. is on that Memphis Mayfire show. Secrets is playing with them too. Oh, yeah, fuck oh, yeah, that, that, uh, that uh, fragile. And, uh, I don't care. I it's know fragile what you're talking about. Dude, that album. Yes. I, I love that album, yep. dude. So we that's were obsessed a, with Secrets for I some love time, Secrets. man. They're so underrated, in my opinion. That yeah. that venue is. Huge. I mean, Waste of White was just playing there. Like they they do a great job of blending big time acts like super popular bands with a lot of local talent too. Yep. So that's what I appreciate about a venue like that. Well, you know, you got to think. You know, like 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 Cuball, right? You know, he's the lead singer of X Factor, yeah. and like you know, I I remember back in the Once Pure days before X Factor was created, he was in Super Freak. We were on a compilation CD. Yeah, like Liquid yeah. Sixteen, uh, Cringe, which was like no- Noise Auction. Okay, it used to be yep. Cringe, like Leveled, Trepanation. Um, like and was doing Seven that- in Noise Auction? Yeah, Seven. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah, what Seven I thought. was in Noise that's Auction. Yeah. But, um, Shout out Seven! Thanks for the merch, bro. Yep. Oh yeah, he's the man. He's, he's the right, man, dude. So, man, you, guys, so, you guys hooked us up with him. Yep. Yeah. He, he's You're he's welcome. who I go to every time. I did you guys know yeah. he did our logo in our yeah. shirts yeah. and all that? Yeah. He's, oh yeah. He's the man, so man. him, Bloomy and, and Seven are, are boys, right? So like uh, Seven's our guy. He is. I mean, oh, he, yeah. he did the bar- he so does genuine, the barnyard man. bash. I was gonna say he does the barnyard stuff, which is always he does all actually he does all of our flyers. Oh, just wait, we're gonna have barnyard bash t-shirts he designed oh, for us sweet. oh I'm sure the look of the fucking ball which we're gonna be year. there we'll have the, I mean I'll be out there at the merch table with Screaming Evidence and yep. our show um, yep. we're gonna we're gonna just kind of combine the two so I'm, I'll am i have to get me a barnyard shirt cause if Seven's making it I'm in I don't oh, give yeah. a fuck like yeah. I'm in so <laughs> I'll be wearing our shirt but I'm gonna get me a barnyard shirt so speaking of barnyard, that's a great segue. Do we want to delve into that, or do we want to delve maybe a little bit back into each of their musical journeys? That's up to you guys. If you guys want to go barnyard first, or if you want to talk a little bit about your your individual musical journeys first, we I mean, I, I already feel... talked about mine. I created a fake band and blew the fuck up. <laughs> I think Brad, yours would yours would be interesting to hear too because you've had you've played with a couple different bands along the way too, Sour Absolutely. Blood and just kind of, and then you know we talked about your side project too. So I'm I'm curious to like how did you get into Once Pure? How did you get hooked up with Tony Tipton? Um, and then you know you talked about how you're in Sour Blood now. And then I also do want to ask both of you guys about what's right, what's new for Sour Blood right now because I know you guys are in the studio doing some shit. So. Right, Brad. Let me hear a little bit about about your your journey there. Yeah, well, I mean, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm like Tyler, right? Like, uh, you know, his, his music runs in the family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Your dad you know, play? Or? Yeah, my, yeah, my dad uh, is a drummer. Uh, my uncle's a bass player. Nice. My grandpa uh, played banjo and did bluegrass and jazz and stuff like that. So, the real then, hard shit. And yeah. then, it, you know, it passed down to, <laughs> you know, me and, me and my brother Jay, right? Yep. So, you know, Jay plays guitar in Sour Blood. So, yep. uh, you know... Kind of growing up watching kids play or watching your parents play, like my dad playing shows. You know, he did like rock and like country. You know, this is back in like the you know, 80s, early 90s or whatever. And it was cool. I'm like a kid and stuff. But uh, I tell you what really drew us in was uh, our neighbors down the street uh, on Culpepper was Eric Knoll and Kevin Penrod and Chris Southworth. 
Why do I, I know, know the all names. three of those guys? I know those like names. Like their names. I know every yep. one of those so names. You, all, you guys remember like the, the Kiwanis Battle of the Bands back in the yes. day? Yes. Like, I, I know. Yep. I know I you guys are a little bit younger than me. About that. But so it was different. Like when I did it in high school, it was there was only maybe like six bands. But like back in the early 90s, like you actually had to audition and they and like they would pick bands to, to do it. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I remember, like, and my dad and Danny Lowe always did sound and lights up there for everything. And um, so we watched them, and we would go down to the house when they would practice and stuff. And that just, like, kind of got us immersed into playing music. Playing music, yeah. So, like, me and my brother and a guy named Justin Hagler, who was another neighborhood kid. Yeah. We we decided to play, right? I got my first drum set, like, actual real drum set when I was 10 years old. You know, my brother got his first guitar. Justin ended up getting a bass, and and we started out and became a Nirvana cover band. Hell yeah! Let's go. What'd you right? call yourselves? I don't even know if we had a name. What's dude. the synonym for Nirvana? Tranquility. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I went to Miami Trace, bro. I'm not, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, you know. Uh, go Panthers. Uh, yeah. Hey, my my brother's a teacher there. Hey, Sour Blood supports Miami Trace, actually. There we yeah. go. What are you doing with Trace? Uh, Just donations we, or something? Uh, yeah, we, we supported their uh, band boosters, right? Nice. And, oh, uh, sweet. So they actually put uh, Sour they Blood. They printed Sour Blood on the band booster Let's t-shirt. Let's fucking go. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. That's oh. metal as fuck. That is right? How but baller, listen. How baller is that? Miami Trace That's has a sweet. shit ton of metalheads, dude. Like, there was yep. a, when we were in high school. Well, when I mean, we were in high school, uh, it was full. Our whole school was Our whole school was, especially our class, was straight metalheads. Well, I mean, some of the teachers out there are metalheads, too, actually. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What did you say? Right. I mean, that's, that's fucking true. awesome because I was. Thought- yeah. <laughs> I was hoping someone was going to get that. Right? Yeah. Well, I couldn't remember if you had said Jay was at Courthouse or because Jay used to be at Courthouse, right? He started, yeah, he started okay. his career out at, at Courthouse. Uh, that's why. What What's he teach at Trace? If you don't mind, uh, he teaches elementary math. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. For some reason, I felt. How long has he been at Trace? Been at Trace for a while now. Because I thought my brother might have had him. My Possibly. brother's seventeen, but yeah, yeah, I, yeah, he's been out there for probably I'd say like ten years. Yeah, I feel now. like my brother okay. mentioned Mr. Colley. Like I'm, I'm almost positive that my brother had your yeah. brother as a teacher. <laughs> I'm, I'm almost twenty eight years old. and I have a brother that's eleven years younger than me. So I mean, it's he's he's got this whole fucking new experience with the new. I never went to a single one of the new schools. I went to all the old shitty ones, right? <laughs> but out at Trace, where they had the the the, the trailers <laughs> that they just parked out there and like, yep, yep you're going to the Spanish room class there. out there, no air conditioning, and yep. you know. So if that you die, you, you die. die. Yeah, back, back when kid like the, the trace well, kids would come tough. to school with the with the rifle in the back of their truck and yeah. like it, yeah. it was okay. You know, yeah. I came to school with a gun one time and nobody ever said anything. Not like that sounded terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded horrible. It was November. It was deer season, and I had my shotgun in my truck and the gun rack. I had a regular cab, fucking F three fifty with a gun rack in the back. It was deer season. I had a twelve gauge in the back glass. Yeah. Nobody said shit to. They, they didn't. I and mean, I, that was, I, that I was, was like, normal. oh, fuck, I forgot to have that in there. And yeah. I'm like, there's also like a case of beer in the toolbox <laughs> and a pack of cigarettes in the front. He said, fuck it, I'm drinking the skunk beer. Yeah. <laughs> I'll uh, never forget getting popped. Yeah, it was terrible. Nobody ever gave a shit about uh, 
anything like that in high school. When I mean, and that one that long. I mean, we've been out of high school ten years now, but it's like, man, the way the world's changed. But, anyways, so yeah, so you start doing this with with some uh, guys in your neighborhood and your brother. Yeah, so we did a couple like you know like uh, kids' birthday parties like that were our age, That's right? So fucking mm-hmm. like, awesome, dude. You know, like we're in. What you the know, fuck's up, Denny's? Right. You know, except for it was you know Nirvana. It was Nirvana. So, so you know, yeah, uh, got our start there and stuff. But uh, Jay ended up um, Jay ended up uh, playing with with Jeremy Darden and like John Callantine, Jared Nisley. Those guys were like the mm-hmm, first. Yeah. It, uh, the 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 they were the OG Once Pure members. Like okay. in mm-hmm. high school when it first started, and. Um, I got into Once Pure because Jared Nisley, the drummer, like went out of state for like three months to work. Okay, and like I was the you know I was the little brother. I always hung out with my brother and stuff. Hence, like they always called me LB because I was a little brat, little brother, right? Little brat. Yeah. Um, so I would go to their practices, and I was just blown away by Jared Nisley because he's just double bass, yep. big kit, you know, like just crushing it. And I'm like. I'm I'm gonna fucking learn to play like that, that, right? Yeah. So I would go to their practices, watch them practice, and then for the rest of the week I would go home, and that is how I taught myself how to do double bass. And I learned all of their songs, and I learned to play like him. And when he he went out of state, I filled <laughs> in like two shows, and then when he came back, uh, Jeremy was like, "Man, like I I don't want to like get rid of Brad, like I don't want to kick him out, you know? Like mm-hmm. he, he they're like." Let's put him on like bongos and congas and shit. So like I was like fourteen Slip years not. old. Yeah, I was like fourteen <laughs> years old. It was probably more around. Yeah, it was probably more like El Nino ish. El Nino. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, I was like thirteen or fourteen years old, like playing the Alrissa Villa up there. Damn, dude, that's um, fucking awesome. And then um, you know we ended up deciding to go different directions, and me, Jay, and Jeremy <clears throat> continued on and. Uh, we continued once pure and, you know, and, 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 and went that route, um, recording at the recording workshop, Mm. you know, we utilized that bad boy so much. And then, um, Adam Ospaul played bass for us for a while. I know that name. Um, and then when he stepped away, Jeremy brought in Tony Tipton, right? And that, you know, so you got to realize like my entire life up until, now in sour blood i have always been the youngest member out of everybody right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh but that's how i first met I tony that. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. like i was always the youngest i'm yep. like the baby guy like yep. like x's on my hands can't like not even really supposed to be playing Boy, that story we, we talked about it on the podcast but like, man, but like, i was like 13 but i was like 15 16 going to these shows with like scotty and jason woolley and, and jason all that yep um, and like they wouldn't let me out of the fucking building. Like I wasn't a, like, <laughs> like if I want to like, smoke cigarettes. a cigarette, they're like, no, you, you're not allowed to leave until you're out for good. And I was like, but like cigarettes, <laughs> right? Cigarettes are cool. <laughs> let me let me go hit this. Cigarettes. <laughs> yep. And then that's how Tony came in. We you know we recorded Straight Jacket Romance. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's so that. dope. Straight Jacket Romance. Um. I think I released that my that was like 2004, so that was like my senior year of high school. Okay, 
Like that was huge back in 2004. Like released the first album and, and all that, mm -hmm. and then uh, you know continued on released closing the chapter in like 2007, and then um, you know Tony brought on Chad Reed because you know Tony's a, he's probably one of the best guitarists ever. And, he's uh, he's one of the best guitarists, bassists, like yeah. everything. We everything. talk about him a lot. Like we he really he's even pretty damn good on the drums. We ha yeah. I, I don't know why he hasn't been on the show. Maybe because we'll, he's probably we'll, too big. For we'll us, make it. But... We'll make it happen. I'm just I'm nervous. I don't know that we've asked him. I'm nervous because he'll listen to the audio and he'll fucking pick me apart. That's, that's well, because <laughs> <laughs> I'm always looking away from the mic. Right? It's right. my goddamn. So Tony's such a cool guy that he would just assist you with it. Oh, he would just be he's, like, he's you know, you try this boop, and that boop, and that, yep. and then next thing you know, he'll be sitting in my seat, and I'll just be like, <laughs> I mean, you could do it, right? You're here, do you might as well just do it. Yeah, I mean, Tony, Tony I have a is, way uh, of getting people to do what I want them to do by acting helpless. You're not as good as you're not as good as Sean. <laughs> I am so but fucking yes. good at that. Sean's uh, power of persuasion's a little better. Yeah, but. <laughs> Yeah, you know, so so then one, you know, we did we went the five piece two thousand nine. We released the Alone in This EP. Mm -hmm. um, did the Rockstar Mayhem Fest? Like we were doing a lot of big things, and then you know, like a lot of bands, you know, we were. I mean, we were, we were young, like we were yeah. you know, living like rock stars, partying, and mm -hmm. you know, doing a bunch of uh, you know. Things dumb, you shouldn't be. Dumb stuff, dumb right? Dumb stuff, yep. Uh, you know, and then that led, like, you know, that ended up leading to the breakup of Once Pure, right? A couple of us uh, uh, got some addiction problems and stuff sure. like that. Some of the other members didn't want to be a part of that and was like, hey, man, you know, and stepped away. And then um, that's that was kind of the end of Once Pure, right? Yeah, like, we sure. had like a 12-year run, you know? Which is more than I remember a lot you guys of being like the biggest thing out of Fayette County for a while though. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. it was it was like oh yeah. I remember I being like that. middle yep. school and stuff and like fanboying over you guys like what's up? I but, agree with that biggest thing out of Fayette County. <laughs> yep. Yeah, absolutely. So, and maybe especially in the metal scene and you know that yeah. that oh, scene. Sure. And maybe Brad, you may not want to delve into this, and that's completely okay if that's the case. But a lot of what we've talked about on this show is the metal brotherhood and we feel that music truly saves lives so you talk you mentioned a little bit about your addiction that mm -hmm. you had dealt with before do you care to delve into a little bit of pieces of that and how music helped you through oh no not at all man i i, I wear that on my sleeve right um and in, and in all fairness our, our last guest battled yeah. the same demons you did yeah and, and we and and he discussed he's a musician as well I don't know if you know Tyler Heidi or not, but he was fantastic, um, you know, talking about how music had saved his life um, through, you know, got him through his addiction and, and, and all that. So it's always it's always interesting to hear those those wins, right, those success stories. And he's, you know, you said you wear it on your sleeve, you don't hide from it. And I appreciate the shit out of that. So I'm, I'm curious to hear about that journey. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, like we're talking about Fayette County, right? It was a small, mm -hmm. small town, you know, yeah. uh, got mixed up into drugs and stuff like that. I mean, the Record Herald plastered me on the front page of the paper 10 times for the same charge. And it was just a felony five drug possession, right? But, That's like, they ran me through the mud here. And, you know, like, you're going, you're talking about going from being voted most talented of your class in 2005, mm -hmm. you know, purchasing, you know, my first home and doing all these things successful that, you know, your parents and society tells you, like, oh, you know, you do X, Y, and Z and you're going to be great to, 
you know, breaking my hand and uh, and the and the doctor giving me 120 days of Percocets, right? So after the first month, I was I already was wondering if that's what the already addicted to it, right? Yeah, um, so yeah, that 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 downward spiraled, and you know, I turned into someone that I wasn't. Did a lot of terrible things, you know, shady things. Hurt, you know, my family, my friends, isolated myself, you know, things like that. Um, took a long while to hold myself accountable, look in the mirror, you know, and, and realize mm-hmm. like, you know, hey, uh, it's all on you, man. Like, you know. We've talked about that on this show, man. Accountability. You know? yep. Yeah. Accountability, yeah. right? And it's like, yeah. and I got sick and tired of like going to jail and like <laughs> doing all these things, right? That was that was terrible and, and just wasting all of my talents, right? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, I decided to, I decided to, you know, turn, turn my stuff around. It took a little while. I battled it for probably, you know, six years. I battled addiction. And then I finally was like, that's all right. I, I, I've had enough. Right. I'm done. Um, You know, uh, last week on the 15th, I actually hit my six year mark. Fuck yeah, Um, dude. Let's go. Let's go. That's metal as fuck, baby. Yeah. Um, did you. Um, did you, did you have a rehab experience? Did you do it on your own? Did you, what was your experience of getting clean? All of the above. All of the above. Yeah. Obviously you, you always do it on your own, but, um, you know, it's cause it's, I mean, that's a mental fortitude. That's, that takes all of your inner strength. I, I can't speak from experience, but from the stories I've heard, you know, like last week, it's, man, it's everything you got to get through that shit. Uh, Tyler yeah. talked about his rehab experience and how uh, there was a guitar in there that only had like four mm. or five strings and he convinced one of the counselors to buy him a new set of strings so he could write some songs while he's in yeah. rehab. Yeah. And he said and that shit just like catapulted me through rehab. Cause he said, I was about to fucking quit, go home and yep. smack some meth real quick. It's, I mean, that's pretty much what he said. Yep. And I'm like, dude, that's the realest shit I've ever heard. So I'm just curious if, if you had a similar experience, like, did you, did you end up going to rehab? Oh yeah, I went yeah. to a lot of different rehabs. Like it was a it was a roller coaster ride. It was a lot of ups and downs. You know, like a lot of people were in denial at first, and then sure. it's like, oh, I can do this on my own, but you really can't until you separate yourself from people, places, and things. Right? Like mm-hmm. everything they say is cliche is actually the truth. Right? You have really? To, you have to do those things. And yeah. um, so that was an up and down mm-hmm. battle, but I've finally decided to get my my stuff together because I was still battling it when I joined Sour Blood. Right? That's actually. Mm-hmm. The reason that I stopped playing bass and I only okay. played for nine months, right? Because that that addiction had gotten in the way. Uh, I didn't even know if Bloomy was even going to reply to my message because not, you know. I mean, we've known each other for a long time. Once Pure Sour Blood, when he started it, playing shows, but it was like, man, I already played with him, and you know, like it wasn't a priority and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But you know, they, uh, I'm very grateful of second chances, you know. And I think everybody deserves them. You know, and uh, and instead of shying away from it, right, like I, I wear it on my sleeve, especially in a small town. Like, yeah, like I went from like being locked up and going to rehabs and losing jobs to now I'm a, you know, now I run a multi-million dollar company. And I was going to say, I was going to bring that up. You have a <laughs> kick-ass job nowadays yeah. and like. And sour blood is like to me, like I've just, I, I took all that energy and I poured it into work my personal life and sour blood yep, the music. and it is like it's phenomenal being able to play with my my brother again right mm. to share the stage with my brother jay and like that would be so fun you know awesome to, to play with the group of guys that i do right like it's just it's phenomenal so like that's 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 where we're at you know now and like i, I go talk at meetings or like i try to share my story to inspire somebody so that somebody doesn't make the same mistakes as me right yeah. like mm-hmm. 
I really shouldn't be here. I OD'd like four times, right? My mom found me twice. My wife found me twice. Um, I'm very lucky to be here. Um, and you look great. And so many you people. Look great. Thank absolutely. you. Thank yeah, you. absolutely. And so many people aren't right. Um, oh, so. no, for sure. I mean, him and I both were in the fire service for several years, yep. and I know I went on a lot that uh, didn't make it back from. Yeah. From that. So it's a. Yeah. So, you know, I'm very appreciative and fortunate, you know, to be sitting right here beside my, my, my homie and like, Hell yeah. this has probably been, you know, I loved once pure, but it got to the point where it was a hassle and it like, yeah. it became a chore and it wasn't fun. Not Felt everyone like was work. into it. Yeah. yeah. To, uh, and I, and I love everyone in once pure and we did a lot of great things. Like we just got to the point in that life where we, where it wasn't working. Sometimes shit reaches its it's it's no different than a relationship. Sometimes a relationship reaches its uh its end. Yeah, doesn't mean it's bad or you know somebody's to blame for something. It's just it runs its course. It's yeah. I, I feel like music is is a lot of the same. There's a lot of that that goes on in the music industry. Um, mm-hmm. so but to hear your your success story and turning your life around and then using using that instead of playing the victim card, turning it into this positive energy of one, like you said, you're taking all of that energy and putting it into your family, putting it into work, putting it into sour blood, but also spreading the message and trying, yeah. like you said, trying to um, help others from making a similar uh, choice or, or mistake or however you want to word it, man, that's what it's all about. Yeah. You know, our, 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 our homie uh, Austin, right. Uh, he has, a, he created shred sober. Mm-hmm. Right, so Austin, Austin Diamond. Okay, so originally started out drumming for Bleed the Sky. <laughs> yep. Then he joined Chimera. Oh, right? I've heard I of Chimera. Him. Okay, yeah. and then he drum. He just walked away from Devil Driver last year. It's another band I've heard of. Okay, uh, so that's my dude, right? Yeah. Uh, so he created this clothing line, Shred Sober, and endorsed me, and 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 was like, you know, he's a recovering addict himself, right? And um, even though he's in California and I'm in Ohio, we've been able mm-hmm. to, to keep that relationship. So he sends me the Shred Sober shirts and, you know, I rock them. And, you know, we spread the message that, like, you can overcome it and stuff like that. And, yeah, man. and you know, and uh, he actually just he just hit me up um, for the Chimera 20 year anniversary show. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that's awesome. So that. <laughs> Oh wow, you know, like yeah. so it's a big deal, bro. It, it was. We got to hang out, uh, you know, hang out with Chimera backstage for the two days. Uh, hung out with. Chris oh, it was a two day deal. It was like a festival. Uh, and so you know, Chimera stopped playing in like 2017, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they stopped playing. So they, the only reason they got back together and did the show was it was a 20 year anniversary for the impossibility of reason. So they did a two night show. It was sold out. It was nuts, right? They played two hours. Where at? Two hours. Agora. Agora? In Cleveland. Okay. It was baller, right? And then, so he called me up. You can actually ask Scotty. I hit up Scotty. He needed mm-hmm. a drum part. Uh, okay. So I hit up hit up some stuff. I ended up getting one, so I took it up to him, and, and then we just hung out for two days. But, like, awesome. dude, there was all kinds of people there. Like, I hung out with Chris Adler from Lamb of God, you know, a former drummer of Lamb of God, you know. I definitely know who Chris Adler is. Uh, yeah. And it was just... It was a once in a lifetime experience. It was so yeah. hard not to fanboy just because. <laughs> yeah. dude, I, I mean, you got to think like I was in yeah. high school. Like Chimera has been probably one of my hugest influences. Well, and this is what I wanted to delve into, anyways. So right, all right, we talking influences. Uh, I'll say, uh, Andals Herrick, which was the drummer from Chimera. Like when he 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 wrote Impossibilities of Reason. Mm-hmm. 
uh, Austin Diamond when he did the Paradigm and Entropy Bleed the Sky was crazy. Um, this is he, stuff I'm going to have to delve into. So, uh, you know, that album released in 2005. Okay. Um, you know, obviously Joey Jordison was was like mm-hmm. was an influence, um, and like Neil Peart, you know. Mm-hmm. So, Rush. Yep. Um, you know, that was that was kind of my 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 musical influences on on drums, anyways. What about you, Justin? I would say one of my biggest would probably be Dez from Coal Chamber. Okay. Coal Chamber. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, if it wasn't for Coal Chamber. Like, I remember the first time I heard Coal Chamber in, like, 97, 98. Yeah. I mean, now. They were a, they were ridiculous. Like, back then, that was, like, some... the heaviest, most crazy shit yeah. I'd ever heard in my life. Yeah. And I was like, yes. Yeah, this is... that. And, yes, give me like, that. Like, I just yeah. jammed it, and then, oh, yeah, let's start a band. Years later down the road, I don't have a clue, but. <laughs> right. Then I started, yeah. It's wild that you and went then... from, like, that to, like, being heavily influenced by, and being big fans of Stone Sour. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like, you know, that's yeah. a big. I think the biggest thing was Corey Taylor. Yeah. 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 Like, He's just I was Slipknot all day. I had a conversation. Day, so... I had a conversation with someone on social media the other day. Um, about how Corey Taylor is one of the top five most versatile vocalists of all time. I mean, I would agree with that. That dude can do it all. I mean, he's, I, the stuff that he did was, that he's done with Slipknot, the stuff he did with Stone Stone Sour, then his solo shit. I mean, you got, I watched him do a cover of a, of a bluegrass song the other day and I was like, what? Like that's Corey Taylor doing a, doing a bluegrass song. Like it's just. He can do all kinds of shit. Yeah. Um, and he's such a cool dude, too. Like, he just seems like such a chill, down-to-earth guy. And, and some of the shit he did with, you know, Slipknot, like, he was rapping. Oh, yeah. Rapping and screaming. I was yeah. Scream rapping. Go listen, yeah. to, go listen to Iowa or the self, the original, like, the first album. <laughs> Spit it I, out. I would, I would try to sing along, like, scream along to it. I'm just like, People no, equal shit. It's, it's not me. I'm more of a long, drawn-out screamer. <laughs> you are a good... Yeah, you're getting good, though, bro. I mean, I'm telling you. Well, some Sean this... keeps making me do some of this faster pace, not quite rapping, but I'm like... Sean's good at the rap screaming shit. Like, he's he, getting... Hey, let's dab me on the backup screamers, bud. Right? Oh, yeah, that's, what, that's what we contribute to. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I, Fuck yeah. You know, also, yeah. I, I did want to bring that up because how in the fuck are you screaming while... Like you have eight limbs going, yeah, at the same time, and you're still like screw. The the math's not mathing to me. The math's not mathing. <laughs> you've never watched the. I mean, we hate on hey. Avenged Sevenfold a lot, but you've never watched the Rev, have you? Hmm. <clears throat> we might have to phone a friend and call old six and on this he's the math teacher huh he is, yeah. <laughs> the, the math is not math. The math is not mathing, brother. Um. You know, I, I don't know. I, I I started doing it in Once Pure. Uh, Jeremy had the idea, like, hey, mm-hmm. uh, someone should do some screams, like, and help me out, right? Like, so right. I can get a break. And and I I did it with a microphone and, like, trying to lean over to the mic, and that just sucked. <laughs> you wear a headset now? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Tommy I, Lee, bro. <laughs> then I moved to the headset, and I, I battled with it, right? Like, the old school. Right. I had to put, like, a headband on. Just because, like Tommy Lee. Legit. Because if yeah. I was headbanging, it would, like, fall off. Yep. I'm like, this is terrible. And then, you know, technology got better, and they got the ones that, like, wrap around your ears yeah. now. Yeah, like a Bluetooth thing. You know, yeah. so it's all it's all good. And I just know, like, when I first started playing guitar and trying to sing with that, 
Like one had to be 100% muscle memory. And then I actually have a harder time singing and stuff while I'm playing the bass because I feel like I got more going on because I, I, I don't use a pick. I use my fingers. And the rhythms that I'm doing on the bass never match up with what I'm supposed to be doing vocally. Right. Oh, so yeah. it's like, this is stupid. So then I think of not not only am I using my hands, but trying to use my feet and my hands, all four things doing something different. Plus, I'm supposed to scream. And headbang. I'm like about to have, yeah, and, <laughs> and headbang. I, I feel like I'm about to have an aneurysm just thinking about attempting that. Yeah, it's, so kudos I told, to that. I told, that I told that's Tyler, fucking sweet. I told Thank Tyler, you. I was like, bro, you gotta, you gotta let me like do a do a feature on, do some screams on on some new screaming evidence. And he's like, I got you, bro. So <laughs> I'm gonna try to do some. Come on, do some. Give him some some lower end shit. You know, as you talk about that, when when we write, right, like we'll we'll write and we'll do the vocals, right, and mm-hmm. then, then what do you say to me, Bloomy? I say, from experience, let's make sure that the new stuff we're writing is something you can scream and play mm. at the same time and not get yep. gassed out. Because you're playing yep. it right. live. You because it's to be able completely to play it live. different when we're in the studio recording or coming up with ideas. Like you can't layer scream, shit live unless you're playing with the backing track. When you're, well, we just yeah. had we had the same situation happen to us. But he always makes it happen. Yeah, we had the same situation happen Buffalo to us Trace. recently with something. Nope. Uh, Mitchers? Mitchers? Mitchers. Sorry, uh, go ahead. Where me and Tyler had came up with a, a piece to one of our songs that we were we were kind of stuck on, and then it's it's an older song, but we brought vocals to it, and we're like, I don't know if it's going to work. I don't, I don't think it's just the flow. And I know yeah. you're talking about actually playing it and screaming, but just the flow together, it just it didn't match up. And it's like, nope. And I feel like most of us have a pretty musical ear to where you can. You can tell something's right or like something. I don't know. We have talked about on this show a bunch about the talent that it takes to play and sing at the same time. Whether it's drumming, whether it's bass, whether it's guitar. And love or hate him, James Hetfield. I mean, like if you watch him play Battery live, he that the verses are almost wrapped because there's that song is so fast, and he's down picking this fucking incredibly fast tempoed riff while singing this song and i'm just like how bro like but how so yeah. i've always admired, i couldn't imagine drumming and trying no to that's what i'm saying is like playing guitar is one thing or like playing bass especially is one thing because you are the rhythm right you are the you are the groove yes you're um the groove. so you are you're kind of in time with everything guitar is a little more difficult Tyler, I'm not shitting on you because you play bass. You can't defend yourself because you're not at the mic right now. Hey, what's Guitar Hero say? Uh, many frigid band practices more important than the bass player. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Steve-O. <laughs> yeah, what we, we we said that we I said we have compared. If you've listened, to, <laughs> I am back to the mic to defend myself. <laughs> if, we, if you've listened to enough of the show, you've heard us compare the bass guitar to a condom. <laughs> yes. Yep. You know that it's there, but you're not really paying much attention. To it. <laughs> So, or the average music fan is so drumming is a whole, drumming is a whole nother fucking layer of because let's be honest how many drummers in metal are actually providing vocals during a song there's not very many well I mean to put it in perspective I consider myself a very coordinated individual 
And if I sit on that fucking drum kit back there, I'm clueless. Oh, bro, my can't hands, make a beat my hands my and feet yeah. don't clueless. Yep. And maybe that's because I haven't started or anything, but still. Nah, you just it, it, you just have it or you don't have it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. have it, bro. You know? Well, what's funny? I stick to guitar. I what's just, funny is that Scotty is the most uncoordinated motherfucker I've ever met, and he wow. gets behind them 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 drums and he just does his it. things. Crushes and I'm it. like. Okay. But like, you trip over here, bro. I don't understand. <laughs> I just, I sit back there it's and I'm like, hot in here, damn it. how do I get my hands, my on how do I get my hands and my feet to do two oh, different things at the same time? Like, I just, I've never been able, because I'll come in and I'll sit back there and I'll be like, yeah, do, 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 do. I never get up. That's all I got. Pick my guitar back up. Well, no, I, think, I think about it, and I remember when I started playing guitar, like, it was, eh, eh, like, literally felt like this robot. So maybe maybe if I did maybe sit down, it, yeah. you know, maybe it if I did sit be, down and fuck with it for I a do. Bit, I've, I've always said that I believe that drumming is the most difficult instrument in a band. I think it's piano. I was about to say mm. piano is the most difficult instrument I, to play. I feel like piano I, is. Yeah, I, be, I I agree with. I just meant in like in you know bands that, I mean, obviously make them suffer. You know, they got yeah. stuff and, you know keyboard and shit. But like, just when I think about a traditional band that you know is guitar based drums. So like then you got to separate. I'm, then then you separate like a very like baller like technical you know drummer <laughs> or a four on the floor uh like or like a show drummer right like or an entertaining drummer right like mm -hmm. someone that's gonna do like you know stick the tosses acdc the wedding <laughs> oh, or the bear yeah that was that like the panda bear over in like japan or some shit like that you guys seen that video <laughs> real He's like at the wrong gig. He's just like playing, and he just starts going nuts. And, oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, I know what yeah. you mean. <laughs> I know what you're talking about now, right? Yeah. So yeah, so, there's definitely different. So, Bloomy, you talk you talk influences. You mentioned Cold Chamber. You mentioned Stone Sour. What what else? Uh, probably those two, and then one of the biggest that I mean. I told you it's hard to get up. It's hard to get up off this couch. You're trapped. You're trapped. Sucks you in. I've been on about 27 lbs. You really got to debate if that piss is worth it. I got to drain my dick, and I'm going to have to crawl out of this couch. I don't know if you need any more water or anything. Oh, no. Yeah, I got some up there, man. Okay. Uh, Probably Max from 40 Below Summer. Okay. Let's go, He's a bad motherfucker, dude. Man, I feel so generic when people are like, who are your influences? And I'm like, Kirk Hammett, <laughs> Dave Mustaine, yeah, those guys. And then you guys, are, you know, we've had so many people come in. They name all these, these more. Not, I don't want to use the term obscure, obscure. Everybody knows who Cold Chamber is. Everybody knows who Forty Below Summer is. But just not what somebody would say, like. Oh, yeah, you know, uh, Jerry Cantrell or or uh, Kurt Cobain <laughs> or you know all those more exactly. uh, more well known guys, Mark Tremonti, whoever it might be. So I always felt like a generic little bitch when somebody's like, who's your influences? I'm like, well, well the other thing, Kirk the Hammett, other thing, Ace Fraley. Like, <laughs> we just talked about it the other night where it was like the 90s and the early 2000s, This these different things that were coming at us musically. And maybe it was earlier for you. I know you're a bit older than us. but no, I am. And, <laughs> I tried to say that in the most polite way you possible. Fucking beast. You're, the, you're the biggest like passive-aggressive <laughs> cocksucker. <laughs> He's like talked about like I don't know if you've heard the episode. This motherfucker we were talking about. I was like, yeah, there's this one song of your guys that I'm I, I love to play and I enjoy playing. He's like, yeah, it's a pretty easy song to play. And I'm like, man, fuck you. Like, <laughs> yeah. Tyler was like, he just called you a shitty guitarist, bro. Like, 
I'm a fucking asshole. He's talking about how Tyler's a shitty bass player. I'm like, dude, you're such a dick. <laughs> no, I just think, like, I think when I was growing up, dude, there were so many fucking influences flying at me. Oh, yeah. There was this new metal that was so wide, so wide to me, and then there was the old Metallica shit. Then there, you 90s. name it. So, so well, basically, on the, the last episode that we were talking about, we had um, it, it was a hot take that our guest mentioned that. From 1990 to 2000, was it 15? 15, which is a huge range. It's a big range. I mean, you're yeah. talking 25 years. That was the that ha- is and always will be the greatest era in music. And I sat there thinking about how much I love shit from the 80s and how big of an influence it was. And I'm like, no, you're right. 1990 to 2015 is, I mean, because the fucking ra- if you go back to you know, I don't want to revisit it because people have already heard this conversation, but. You go back to 1990, and you've still got Skid Row. You've got Pantera coming out. You've got the Black Album from Metallica. You have, but then you get into grunge. You you've got this era of grunge. Then you get into post hardcore, and you get dad rock, and you get, and when you think of hip hop, you've got N.W.A. You've got Snoop. You've got Dre. You've got Pac. You've got Biggie. You've got all this in hip hop, and then transition into like Nelly and Fifty and all that. Country even was '90s country. You can't beat it. It's the best. So you have this huge change oh, in music. Shit, and I then, can't believe you're gonna leave out like the Backstreet Boys, man. Oh, bro. Oh. I mean, you do gotta show. bring them. Hey, Preston, Preston, I still have your CD at my house. Actually, if you want to get that back. Oh, what? that's not an embarrassment on this show, bro. I, I love Backstreet Boys. Oh, we, my we, guy. We, we, hey, I took my wife and I sat through a whole my concert. Hair like those Did you enjoy? I've seen them. Did you oh. enjoy it in person? Did you enjoy it? I'll be honest, it was not as bad as I envisioned. <laughs> and I literally, somehow I knew. This, and sh- the wife has videos, and my drunk ass is jamming. You're vibing. My <laughs> whole body is. Backstreet Boys are in sync. Backstreet Boys. Well, that's who I seen if I had a choice. It probably would be in sync. Yeah. Oh, we're going to leave out 98 degrees. I was going to say. Oh, Fucking Nick. Nick Lachey. Nick Lachey. Yes, sir. From an standpoint, you had 112, Peaches and Cream. Go to Alt Rock. You've got Matchbox. You've got Fuel. You've got Lifehouse. Like all those bands. So much. All the music from 90 to 2015 then you get into the early 2000s we talked about you know 05 the golden year of metalcore you have all of those bands that come out and start dominating and changing the industry of metal so i mean it's crazy to think about like all those influences that came from that that era you know what i mean like 40 below summer honest honest story i had no clue who the hell 40 below summer was Mm -hmm. back in the day when you'd have to go to kroger and stand in line when tickets went on sale. Yeah. When Kroger's had Ticketmaster yes. in the store. <laughs> yes, That's how did. old I am. Yes. I uh, dude, I was remember waiting. that shit. First I time Slipknot played <laughs> in Columbus at like it was it was called Promo West then. Promo yep. West. Now it's yes, like Kimba Live or whatever. Yep. yep. And Forty Below opened, and their name was on the ticket. Wow. And I'm like, who the fuck is who 40? Who that? Yeah. Looked him up, and I was like, oh my gosh. It was a game changer. It was like I mean, I got their fucking tattoo on my arm. Well, and yeah. it, what's so cool is, next thing you know, well, not next thing, <clears> it was it was a while down the road, but here you are. Booking them at the Barnyard Bash? Booking them. <laughs> yeah. Like, what the first oh, that's time? Right. I was going to say, they're playing, yeah. yeah. 2019, yeah. They yeah, had, they the best. So that and was they like, fucking ripped it, man. That was like a childhood. Yeah. It, was, like, it was great. Yeah. Oh, oh, was it hard not to fanboy at that one, too? 
I think it was for yeah. me. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. I'll fanboy. Yep. Yeah. I am not afraid. Yep. I would. I would be afraid to annoy. That's like, what it is. That would. It would not be like afraid to fanboy. It's afraid to be like God. I don't want to be that guy. It's like, man, can I get a picture with you? Can I get your autograph? Yeah. Like, like I, I wouldn't want to be that guy. But I mean, it was. It was sweet. Just having the feeling like we booked these. You booked like, that we shit. Did this. You set that up. Like we had played, like we had played like a month or two before with them in Mansfield. Uh huh. So and at then we played. What's that? What, at incarceration? No, it was just a forty below headliner in okay. Mansfield. It okay. was us, Heart Sick, uh, Forty Below, and a few other bands. Okay. Um, but previous years, like, like Forty Below be. They'll they'll jam. They'll write some tunes. Come out with a bunch of new music. Play a bunch of shows, mm-hmm. and they'll fall off the like earth disappear into <laughs> a bunch of years, and yeah. and they'll come back. There's like right now, they're writing that. new music. They've been posting stuff. I on just social seen media. that. Just seen yeah. that. So one of my favorite bands did that. <clears throat> Bless the fall. They disappeared into obscurity in like twenty nineteen. Me and my cousin are going. They just added a Columbus or not a Columbus, a Cleveland date. Did they? To that tour, that they're they announced it, and there was like yeah. no dates anywhere. Close. They tweeted BRB in like 2019 or 2020, and then just disappeared. disappeared. Nobody heard anything <laughs> yeah. from them. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, they're like, "Hey," and they dropped a new song, and I was like, "Oh, and it's fuck!" A it's a ri- it is a it's rager a too, and I was like, it reminded me of the Hollow Bodies album, and I was like, "Oh, they're back!" So it's funny how some bands will like just. Check. I mean, and maybe it's just like a mental break. Maybe just they just need a mental break just and take a breather. Yeah, they take a they take a step back, and you know, I I guess when you're when you're big like that, you know, all the all the pressure and publicity and expectations from record labels and fans and whatnot, it's probably easier to just like fall off the face of the earth for a couple of years. Oh, and I'm yeah. sure Forty Below's kind of felt those same um, pressures, I guess, and it's just easier to. Instead of saying, oh, we got something cooking, we got something cooking, like, nope, we're out, we'll see you in a couple of years. Yep. But don't tell anybody anything, <laughs> yeah. so there's no expectations. Yeah. Well, and I just think it's an interesting point, because even from a, a local band like us, like, life gets in the way so fucking easy, man. And I even, oh, yeah. I, I would assume, I don't know, but I would assume even on that level, like, it's it seems that that's what happens, like, whether oh. they had their differences or whatever, but it's just like, poof. Yeah, and well, even I was even talking with Joey like at the Bash, uh-huh. like their guitar player, and cool he, ass dude. I remember yeah, meeting him, and he even said like, "We're all old as shit now. Like this is yeah. just for fun. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it's not all right. Let's we got to do that. Like yeah. back in oh three oh four, like they were signed, they were touring. That was their that bread was maker. Their, yeah, like, that was their income. That was their income." And now they're like you said, life yep. gets in the way. Like they all got like legit good jobs. Like yeah, you know. Yeah, but there's not there's not money in the music industry no, anymore no, to do it, to, to do it. It's not enough to sustain a living and provide for your family and all that. And right. that's we've said it. Some dude, if I could make sixty seventy k a year and fucking play music all year, like. I'd be so fucking content and happy. Yep. But you know, you get you know like. One one hundredth or one thousand thousandth of a penny per play on these streaming yeah. platforms. Yeah, the artist gets n- n- none of that money. Uh, I, I posted something that Snoop Dogg said. Like I think yeah, I did. I've like, seen that you posted yeah. it. I don't know that. He's like, where the fuck's the money at? Like, oh, the, yeah. one plus one ain't adding up to two, right? Yeah, you know. 
Yep, the math, math ain't, ain't math. math. <laughs> Where's Jay? I'm doing it right now. Yep. Yeah, yep. get the fucking math teacher in <laughs> yep. here. Come on, get Jay. Get the calculator. Just hashtagging it. <laughs> math don't math. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm posting that shit. Math don't math. The math don't math. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's what it comes down to, right? Like, no one buys CDs anymore. Nope. Like, I don't even get... have a CD player in my car. No, I don't either. None right? of us do, I would assume. And I didn't know until like a week after I bought it. Man. I'm trying. To I like, just assumed that it had a CD player, and then I go like trying to. F- I had a CD I wanted to listen to. This I was motherfucker like, bought a 2022 it was, look, Camry and thought I had a CD look, player. It, it was it was a local band. Yeah. It was a local what band. A I bought idiot. a CD, and I was like, I want to listen to their CD, and I was like, Where does this go? And then I was like, Well, maybe maybe Slide it's it like I remember like I don't know 2005 or something. Uh, my parents had a truck where like the the thing was in the the oh, little yeah. center console. I'm like looking in there, and I'm like, dude, my truck actually I'm still has a CD everywhere. player. I'm like, maybe the trunk? I, I I thought about it. Right, the ten desk CD changer. Bro, my, uh, my, yeah. my truck, my truck actually still has a CD player. And no clue what year. Nineteen. Nineteen. Huh. No clue why my truck still has a CD player, and it's like a higher level package. Yeah, still has a CD player. I don't own. Yeah, CDs I mean, anymore. I wish I still had my old CD binder. I have no clue what happened. I still have mine. I have, I know I'm a fucking piece of shit for getting. <laughs> so I'm like all my burnt CDs that had like whoever burned them for me would have like the devil horn, the fucking metal horns drawn on. Somebody draw a fucking pentagram on them. Like, oh, I know that's some good shit. <laughs> you know, throw it uh, in my CD. I'm player. so old school, right? Like when iTunes came out, like yeah, I dude. took my CDs and put them in my computer and uploaded every yep. mm-hmm. CD that I paid for mm-hmm. and I and then put them on the OG iPod yeah, the, brick, the brick the brick that, that I still you, rock that wow. you could beat somebody to death don't with. hate guys don't hate I'm not hating a dude that's got a fucking deadly weapon alright <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck carrying a gun wait, did, did you bring it with you you never like, run out of ammo with that motherfucker I need some insurance right let's ask you a question what's your guys' thoughts on if you decide to release a bunch of new music, are you gonna do physical copies or just like so? We iTunes, still, Apple, you know what I mean. We still have CDs, but oh, they're really cheap to make. Yeah, right. Like we we bought. There's still those people that want like audio files. Yeah, we just yeah. Put not even at, a CD. Just they just something want phys- something. A physical yeah. copy. Yeah, and they they want you to sign it and stuff yeah. like that. Say, makes I you feel like a rock star CDs for yeah. a second. It makes you feel good. <laughs> yeah. So they're like, I don't know. It, we sell it maps out, maps out to like two dollars and thirty cents a piece to to get the CD made. The CD itself has uh, stuff printed on it, and it's in a sleeve. It also helps and when Seven makes mm-hmm. us look badass. Yeah, <laughs> it does yeah. help. It also helps like, when oh, Seven's face is on their fucking like. newest. Yeah. Nice, yeah. So like we shout um, out Seven. You know, we we bring the CDs. We know there's still people out there that want to buy them, whether they're actually listening with the CD itself or not. I I don't know. I don't care. They want it, so we have it. There you go. Um, Do do we purchase a lot of them? I think each order we've done, we only ordered like 100. There you go. Yeah. And I know on the first album, when we did that one, we did run out of the... <clears throat> the first order ordered another one and now i have a box of like 80 fucking cds so like <laughs> yeah hey i still have i got like three boxes of like the sour blood 2010 album wow that are in my shed 
because you know back you then your we collector's were like, item, yeah, bro. <laughs> we're gonna sell all. We ordered like five thousand because shit. we got like some Let's crazy be, break, yeah, price yeah, break, yeah. But Let's be you, fair. Well, 13 years later, if you want some of those, <laughs> come see me. I'll hook you up for free. Get him the fuck out of my shit. Yes. <laughs> Use them as a coaster. Yes. Yeah. Just take them to shows and just... Dude, what was, so, what? no, so you, you say that, right? So I still have... I think we're down he's to still two. Got once pure the Once Pure Closing the Chapter albums, right? So uh-huh. I take them to shows and like... We finally, we did like Kids Palooza, and I took the rest of the Once Pure. We had like, we've gotten like the baby doll female shirts made Alexa that, has got one. Mm-hmm. right, that fits like a four year old. Right? I don't know. I don't know what we were thinking, right? <laughs> but, um, like, I Metals can't even. for kids, too, bro. Oh, dude. Did you guys <laughs> Sour Bloods for the kids. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you support that, bro. Like, yep. That's yep. What's up? I, I mean, Adam Signs captured all the yep. Sour Bloods for the He's kids. He's a bad so. motherfucker. Shout out, Adam. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. Adam is a huge. Adam Signs. And... He's part of Sour Blood 100%. Yep. Yeah. He's a Love good it. ass dude, man. Yeah. Good ass dude. Let's be honest. Life was way cooler when you, when you, your, your parents, like at least us, you know, being younger. When your when your parents would take you to the the mall to go to Fye to buy a new CD, yeah. Like, oh man, you guys aren't even old enough to remember Street Beat here in Washington Courthouse. Oh, right? well, there was one no, in Chillicothe no. too, no. but oh, George Smallwood. No, I had to go no. to I had to go to usually Fairfield Commons to go to Fye. What was, Tyler was talking about that joint in Wilmington. Uh, what the fuck was it? It was like Wilmy something. W- Wilma Beats. Wilma or Beats w- or something w- like w- that. I don't I don't know. But I, there I'm was one in, in Wilmington too. There was a CD store in, in Wilmington. But I always I always wanted to go to FYE because it was huge at Fairfield Commons. Like that that store was huge. And you could they had all the vinyl, all the CDs. And my, my parents, my mom would take me there and I would go to Hot Topic. I would get a new band shirt and then I would go to FYE and get Dang a new CD. Go. I was allowed yep. to get one of each every time we went to the store. Yep. So like that was fun like you had anticipation now it's like you can you can set shit to auto download if a band announces they got a song coming out in two weeks you can pre-save it pre-save it yep then at midnight when it drops it's already on your phone i'm like man that's cool it's it's we live in an instantaneous society and and that's why we don't that's why musicians don't make money anymore right because you're you're pre-saving it on a download and that all that money is going to itunes spotify record labels 9.99 a month and i can listen to everything that's on itunes Mm-hmm. Instead of as many times I, see, I, I don't do that. I still I still purchase albums to support artists on yeah. iTunes. I'll pay the nine ninety nine for an album. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. do that. I'm not. a piece of shit. I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I typically don't either. I, I pay the ten bucks a month for Apple Music. I'm a piece of shit. I guess. Now, <laughs> thanks, Brad. Now I feel like fun. <laughs> <laughs> this show's all about supporting local bands and my bitch ass over here. <laughs> Give me the cheapest fucking option to listen. Fuck everybody. Uh, I just want your music for free. <laughs> yeah, the, but every time we go to shows, we're buying merch. merch. Merch, we do. We oh, do. Yeah. If we yeah. go to shows, we're buying merch. Where I, I don't. You charge fifty bucks for a T-shirt, I'm buying. Yeah. And, and, I, I don't and honestly, the band most probably of them do. More money yeah. off of I pay. That. I think I, we went to they a Norma Jean, Fire from the Gods, yeah, Norma Jean, Fire from the Gods, and Greyhaven. And I think I spent sixty bucks on two T-shirts. Oh, easy, at yeah. least. And so, I was like, fine. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Here, you know, because the dudes in the band are standing there selling it to you, and I'm like. That's fucking awesome. So I guess, you know, kind of how the industry is adapted, um, you're, you're not going to make money off of your music as much <laughs> anymore. It's the extra stuff. So oh, yeah. 
I guess the best way to frame it up is no longer is music your product. Music, the music itself is your marketing material. It is your promotion material mm-hmm. to get people to buy the merchandise, to get people to buy. Maybe people still buy CDs at your shows. Um, Some artists give lessons, like do online lessons. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then yeah. and then oh, it yeah. goes into well, you Tyler, know, that you're getting topic. into giving lessons. Yeah, I'm I'm starting to give some guitar lessons. That's that's awesome, dude. It's it's probably the coolest fucking thing I've ever done. <laughs> I was in here with you. Wa- dude, watching man. watching you know this. I, I got one student and watching his glow up. Uh, each each session, we're we're meeting once a week, and it's getting to a point where I'm just going to have to do like every other week because. Like I'm almost out of shit to to really work with him on uh, outside of us just learning songs. But like, um, you know, when you when you start looking at artists that are doing well in the industry, they're not making the majority of their money from being in the band. Like, we he and I are big fans of Periphery. And mm-hmm. like all their members have other shit going on, like their bass Fucking player is a producer. Um, that's where he probably makes most of his money. You got Misha and um, a couple of the Misha's other guys. I, I I'm Jackson. bad at names, but Misha's like making his money from selling. Yeah, they're 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 selling like Jackson. Yeah, their signature Get shit for drums, gear, things like that. I mean. To make it in the in the music industry, you, you really have to be almost a jack of all trades yep. and and really be dabbling in bro, a bunch at, of different things. Bro, look at look at Ollie once. Sykes. Mm-hmm. Bro, he he's not in a band anymore because he was. He, I'm not I'm not saying he left because of money, but he went he left Monuments to do mm-hmm. hit, or, he do his. Did I say Ollie Sykes or Ollie Steele? Ollie Steele. Yeah, Ollie Sykes. Yeah, yeah. I give the name. Ollie, up, Ollie, yeah. cool. Ollie Steele. You know, he's doing his own solo shit, but he, like, that dude's making all his own money from pedals and, and. Yeah. Well, I I think I seen something a while back. Chris from Like Malls to Flames, like, he does art or something like that and sells his art. I do art now. (laughs) Yeah, I really tried. Yeah, man. So I, I've, I've been giving drum lessons here in in Fayette County. I've, Mm -hmm. over the last couple of years, I've had like a total of six students. Hell yes, and so it's, it's. I'm curious how much how much are you charging? Like are you doing like you do an, an hour, hour lesson? Yeah, I do. So I do an hour lesson. I do it once a week per student. That's right? what you do, uh-huh. Tyler. Uh, and I, I only charge twenty bucks. Okay, but I I just love doing it. You know, right? Um, you know, a lot of it's like it's gas money. Yeah. Um, sometimes <laughs> they come to my house and they'll Dude. we'll do it at my house, and then sometimes I'll go to their house, and you know I do I do kit sessions. Uh, mm-hmm. I've done. Um, I just worked with a with a uh, my tattoo artist's son. Um, he wanted to play the quads in marching band, so I worked with him, and uh, he just uh, he just got the chair. Like he, he right. first chair. Type do thing. you yeah. do you know how to read sheet music? Drum music, yeah. Okay. Like if you there's, needed me to, it's I very to... rare anymore that you find a drummer that actually reads sheet music. Well, so like you gotta think, I I played drums. I was like, guitarist, we don't by ear. So when I got into school band, like I had to teach myself that, like I could list, like I would listen to Stanley, like mouth it or do the beat or you know Mr. Wollum or whatever, and I I could play it without even having to read it, just because I I always played by ear. Right. 
So, like, reading the patterns, yeah, I mean, like, now if you're talking, like, piano notes and shit, I have to, like, you know, F, yep. A, C, E, and, like, every good boy does fine. So, you, like, you did do, like, percussion in school? Mm-hmm. Eddie so did I, man. Eddie. Yep. Yeah. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah. Drum line, baby. Bro, I go. feel like in today's world, even outside of music, you got to have a side hustle of some sort. Like, mine is content creation. You know, I was talking about TikTok. Like, that's my side hustle is content creating. I mean, you got to do something outside of your regular nine to five or whatever it is you're working. You know, we just <laughs> need to make more fucking money in exactly. musicians. We talk about being a broke musician. Uh-huh. You know, that's never more evident than, than it is in music. Um, so that's why you see so many of these bands and these band members doing more than just their starving artists, bud. doing yeah. just their, doing <laughs> just hungry. their, their, their one band, uh, the front man from monuments, Andy, uh, Sizzik, Sizzik, Chizik, Chizik. He I has. I remember all these people's names. What did, Dude, what did, I what what did Tyler guru. Heidi call me? Uh, music encyclopedia. I, I'm, they I'm, they go off on these rants of different names and stuff, and I'm like, okay, what band were they in? Because I can maybe remember that. And even then, sometimes it's a struggle. Yeah, I'm. I, I don't claim to be a music encyclopedia, but I've been dubbed that by our previous guests. So. But yeah, like Andy Chiswick from uh, Monuments, he, he's got multiple different side projects and he's always doing something um, outside of Monuments while that's his full-time gig just because it's just, I feel like as a musician, if that's going to be your full-time gig, you got to do a bunch of different shit. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just today's world we live in because like you said, Brad, you're not making money off of just the music anymore because mm-hmm. of streaming. It's limited so much of that income that artists get. We've we've oh. talked about it on this show, and I'd love to get your guys' take. So, uh, you should cough some more. Sorry, I would I would not. So if I, I I would look, love to get your look, guys. Look, shit just got real up in here. <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna half ass math it out for you guys. So hopefully the math maths. Yeah, hopefully the math maths. So you get a. <laughs> hey, buddy, the math. Look, math so right previously. <laughs> If you wrote a song and it gets played on the radio, every time it got played on the radio, you got 9.1 cents. That's what the copyright law stated. And then when streaming came around and there was this, you know, Napster and all that shit happened. And then uh, basically Congress had to figure out how the fuck we're going to set this shit in law now because... The, the scene is changing, you know, the landscape's changing. Was that because of the Metallica and Napster situation? Yep. Metallica put that, Napster that was out a of huge business. part okay. of it. So, and I they hated had to them for that, out. but I, I love them for it now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, um, what they had kind of figured out is these streaming sites were arguing, they're like, we, it doesn't make sense for us to play nine, uh, pay 9.1 cent. Every time a, a song is streamed, because that rate was set for radio, and for radio you had thousands upon thousands of people listening to that radio station at that time, and so they kind of figured out a, an algorithm on, okay, we we estimate the value per stream per one person listening at this. And so that's why you have to have millions and millions and millions of views, or I'm sorry, listens to get any money at all, because, you know, the the way they had to math that out. And and I understand why they did it, because you really can't expect these streaming sites to pay 
a ton. But where it gets unfair is a lot of these streaming sites, they kind of weight their um, their payout. So certain artists will actually get more money per stream than other artists. And it's kind of fucked up. So that's that's kind of the whole issue with streaming is it was kind of what they agreed on to, you know, what each each listen is worth in comparison to radio play. You know, I just want to make it clear, like, you know, like I don't play music for the money. Exactly. Right. I think we got into this whole I think yep. we got into this whole conversation no, because we, of the fact that like no one can really like make a living playing music mm-hmm. anymore. No. Which is um, unless you're Metallica, sad. to be honest. <laughs> unless right. you're Metallica mm-hmm. or Slayer or well, some know. of those people that are grandfathered in yeah, you know, yeah. and like yeah. had You can't let I, I wanna expand on that a little bit. I, I don't you can't make music from or you can't make money from music alone. Right, right. It's, it's not like the old days where it's not. Oh It goes but back to the. I would, we just I would had. argue that's why the last, you know, probably since 2015, hasn't been a ton of great music come out. Because I would not disagree a, with that. There has been great music that has come out, but it's like we just talked about it. Ninety, you know, 1990 through 2015 was the golden era of of music. Yeah. And that really died out because it's really streaming, hard for because of streaming. It's really hard for bands to make any money at this, so you you have less bands doing it. Streaming was dedicating them themselves to streaming it. was great for consumers and awful for artists. Yes, yep. yep. It's the way, just like cable television, right? Streaming killed is killing cable television. Mm-hmm. The same thing. Yeah, but they figured out a way to to mm-hmm. to, to get their money back through yeah. that. They have, you know. Well, and you you make a good point because we, I mean, the premise of this show and the the whole thing about this show is, I mean, we these are conversations that literally us three have on the Every daily day basis in our group chat every yep. single day. And the reason we started this is because we like fucking talking about music and we like listening to music. We like playing music. Same goes for you guys. Same goes for us as a band. Like, if we ever make real money one day, fucking cool. awesome. Yeah, cool. Fucking awesome. But do we I ever do expect this, it? Like, I just do like this, this shit pod. because if I didn't have it, I would be a mental wreck. Well, it was just like when we when yep. we decided to do merch as a pod. <clears throat> we sat down as a group. I say a group. All three of us. Yeah, the big group we are. <laughs> <laughs> Gangs all here. Are you guys like the tainted trio? Or? Yeah, we were like that SpongeBob <laughs> episode where he draws smiley faces on his fingers. The gang's all here. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> no new friends no new friends <laughs> and we were like do we want to make money from merch or do we want walking billboards because we were trying to decide a price point right and we said we all agreed we want walking billboards we have good jobs we don't need money from this would it, would it be fucking incredible if five ten years down the road we're at fucking whatever f- festival at louder than life interviewing polaris or or you know trivium or something like that and we're making we're doing it for quote unquote a living or making actual real money from it yeah that'd be awesome but is that our plan no is that the the what we think is going to happen no we're doing we, we decided to do this because we have this deep passion for this music that we talk about on this show and that we play as musicians and we know that a lot of people out there do as well 
And the reason we do so many guest segments is because we wanted to provide a space for people like you guys to come on to tell your story, to talk about the shit you love, and to provide advice for any other, uh, whether it's just a music fan, if it's somebody that struggled with the shit that you struggled with, Brad, if it's somebody, if it's a local band that's looking for advice on, man, how can we do this and do it right? That's what we, that was our goal with this, this show is to provide a space to talk about those things. And we didn't want to be a news station. I talked to you guys about that before the show. We didn't want to be a news station that just talks about what new song dropped today. There's so many fucking people that do that. Um, I took a lot of influence in this show from Joe Rogan. You know, Joe brings on people that actually have like real world shit to talk about all kinds of different information that they bring to his show. Yeah. He's got comedians that come on every now and then and it's funny and stuff, but he also has astrophysicists and neuro neurosurgeons and shit like that that come on and talk about all this crazy shit. And I'm like, I learned something from listening to that. I want people to have fun, but I also want people to learn something from this shit. So it's just when you're creating content, whatever kind of content it is, whether it's music or a podcast or uh, videos on the internet, you have to bring value to people or they're not going to stick around. You have to bring um, value. Just a few things on that. Are you about to like shit on everything I just said? Yeah. (laughs) Wow. So if, um, shitty guitars, Jesus Christ. So if any bourbon companies out there want to sponsor oh, us. Oh, shit. Exactly. <laughs> we do drink apologize. bourbon every night, and we, we actually talk about We will talk about your bourbon, yeah. and I it promise. is good. I'm we drinking will, Mixtures right now. We will encourage... Jefferson's? We will encourage the... the Basil Hayden Toast. Basil Hayden Toast. I don't know what yeah. the fuck it is, but it's good. Um, <laughs> so I, I do want to transition a little bit here. We we do like to talk a little bit of like advice for yes. uh, local bands and up-and-coming bands. Uh, because we do have a lot of that uh, in our audience, all over the country too, and, and no better people to hear it from. From right, somebody so that's you been guys have so you guys have been doing this for a while. You've seen the level. landscape change. Um, Did you say landscape? Landscape. Oh, I thought you said landscape. So that's kind that's of manscape. Manscape. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, I so would love to uh, be sponsored by manscape. Dude, that'd be great. <laughs> manscape. Help me shave my nuts. <laughs> Give me that lawnmower 2.0. Uh, 2.0. 4.0. 4.0. 4.0. 4.0. 4.0. 4.0. 4.0. 4.0. 4.0. 4.0. 4.0. 4.0. 4.0. 4.0. 4.0. 4.0. 4.0. 4.0. 
I don't care what particular order, but just just to give some advice out there for bands getting started. Mm, I would say first and foremost, don't settle. As in, just keep pushing and getting better at your craft. Mm -hmm. Like, don't get frustrated. I am the most impatient person you will meet. Uh, Fact. <laughs> and <laughs> Annie hates talking on this. On the oh phone. my gosh. Um, shut not, up. If you're I'm listening, different. I'm different. You love and you know me. Texting. Don't call me. <laughs> Text me. I hate texting. I'm this the, motherfucker oh will call me. If you want something, you fucking call me. For a two second yep. conversation, yep. I'm Give like, me a motherfucker. You want you fucking call me. <laughs> shoot me a text, you piece of shit. I can't stand go. that. Can't shoot me a text. Hey, so I, I just decide. took a shit later. Like, <laughs> is this important enough to call? <laughs> it's not. Shoot, shoot me a text so I I know if it's you know something I really need to talk about. He's right so now bad about that. God, I'm talking man, bro. I don't. <laughs> These two are polar opposites, and so are we. I know. <laughs> That's what, I, dude. It's always the best. All right, shut the fuck up. Polar opposites. Um, so don't you know? Don't get frustrated. Yes. You were saying. Um. And don't call you. Don't call me. Absolutely, don't call me. If you know um, me, call hey, shut the fuck up. Hey, say, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like I said, just don't settle. Keep, like... Do you mean, like, don't, don't don't settle for, like... Don't settle for... I can't... I don't know, but... Like, don't settle for shitty shows, or don't yes, settle for... This may piss some people off, but... You bring know, it on. We do it all the get time. Over it. Oh, yeah. Bring it on. Don't play shit shows just to... Oh, will you get exposure? Yep. Right. Yep. No, we used to do you. that so oh, much. Oh, same. And the reason I say this is from experience. Yes. And the same way with your merchandise. Mm -hmm. Like we were talking earlier. Like, w none of us are here to make fucking money. Yep. Because if we were, we wouldn't be doing it. Yep. Exactly. Simple yeah. as that. And, again, from experience, spend the money to make money. Like, if you want to make money, just mm -hmm. to be it, not make money, but to be able to recycle mm -hmm. to get more shit mm -hmm. for yep. the band. Mm -hmm. Spend the money to call seven and seven. have good merchandise yep. made. Yeah. Call, call someone Don't that's really good Don't get some ghetto-ass font yep. and yep. just fucking, oh, that's our shirt. <laughs> I can get on Microsoft Paint and create the, us a <laughs> The amount of merchandise that Sour Blood has sold since we got good fucking merchandise is mind-boggling to me. Well, it's like you want to you sell merchandise that people care to wear. Yes. Because, one, people probably aren't going to buy it if they don't care to wear it or if they don't like it. Yeah. They might buy it just to support And they'll be you, at your merch table But then table that's not really doing them justice a either. A grip just looking like, oh, okay, that's yep. pretty basic. But if you have five or six baller-ass fucking t-shirt designs. Well, we were just we were just talking. Me and Tyler had this conversation yesterday or the day before. We're, 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 we're prepping for Barnyard because we want it to be the biggest, baddest thing to help you guys and help every band out there. And we're like, do we need to spruce up our merch, like the whole setup? Because it's. It's not professional. There you go. It's not professional. Yeah. And you talk about it. And I, everything that I, like, I think of when I, when, even when I'm purchasing something, like, I go after quality. I don't yeah, go after absolutely. Cheap, cheap shit. And, like, I'm not egotistical or, or anything like that. Right. But you yes, guys have known exactly. me yep. long enough. Right. Like, yeah. Embroidered, fitted. But I would put our merch 
up yeah. against oh, any fucking national any brand out there, like yep. as far as quality. I get yep. these made in Williamsport. I, I get pissed every same, time same kind of I buy a got, shirt. Yeah. Uh, our second round. I get yeah. pissed every time I buy a shirt from a band that I fucking love. And, and maybe it's not their fault, but part of it is, I mean, from an accountability standpoint, that I take that damn thing home and I put it up, I get ready to put it on, and I'm like, this is just some cheap-ass jersey shirt. I don't want to wear the, I love the design or the look of it. Don't like the way it fits me yeah. or it shrinks like... like. And mm-hmm. spend the money to have good shit yes. printed. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like... Yep. I prefer direct to garment myself. Like if you, mm-hmm. what, what are is gonna... that? So you got like you know you got your vinyl like um, iron on right. You got your screen printing right mm-hmm. where they have to do you know a, a different Silk colored screen. screen, Silk screen, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then you have direct to garment where it's it just prints on there and it, it'll, it costs more. It yeah. costs more, but it's like it'll never and it peel. Takes a it's lot not going to peel, fade. Yes. All that so shit. I know. So Seven has a partner and they have their own little. Uh, new marketing, right. yeah. Yep. Um, Shout out to you know brand how, new design today that there's you, their they're doing. They're silk screen. Okay. Yeah, I don't think they're uh, doing direct to garment. They don't yet. have direct to garment, but, but I will silk. vouch their silk screen. I have one. Well, of they shirts, they did our our pod and shirts, and they're doing a new round of I've the washed, screen evidence. Shirts. I've washed this shirt seven or eight times, and it looks just like it did. I well, because yeah. there's some silk screen you get, and you wash it. Two or three times, and the yeah. shit's starting to peel already. Yeah. Well, and depends, if I'm not like mistaken. Like I said, the quality, like, <laughs> and it depends on the ink they use. Yeah. But Seven's not half-assing anything. Nope. Like, he's legit. So, we for, wouldn't go back to him constantly <clears throat> if he did. Right. For a band that is just getting started and does... Ooh, let me see. What, what is that? Seven just sent Seven me that a little so couple hours ago. That's their new... Ooh. Man, I, I shop. Uh, right, that's shop that's pretty dope. So the other thing to, before you go to your next, the, my input that's on that sweet. would be, like, you know, n- network with people, like build relationships, build camaraderie. Um, yes, you know, give back to the scene. Um, you guys do that very well. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's. <clears throat> I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm, I was definitely probably guilty of it in, like, coming out of high school and, like, voted my most talented in my class, and I'm, I just released my first album and at 17 years old, and I'm like, I'm, I'm a fucking rock star, right? <laughs> yeah, that's like, how I was at 16, 17. Right? Like, like and the then, shit. like, as I've gotten older and, like, I've just been through it, and it's like, I was that fucking douchebag, man, like. Yeah. You know, and and it's just it's just talking to people and and build like you build relationships, you you support people. When you go to a show, like you stay till the last fucking band's yep. done, right? Yep. Like you don't pack up your merch and leave when you're done playing. Like right. You know, you you pull your weight on you know promoting the yeah, show you that want you're some, a part of. I'm interrupting. Sorry. You're good. You want some we local advice? If you play a show. Like Brad said, yep. when you get done, stay and support the yep. other bands. Don't pack your shit up and leave. Because yep. if you do, you won't get booked again. People right. pay attention you know? to that shit. Exactly. They pay attention to that shit. I know with us, one of the big issues we've had in that realm is like Sean, he's got his kids. There's been times where I'll... We'll have shows. Oh, no, I totally my get kids. like every but, now like, and then. But like if you have a real I'm saying, reason like, to leave, whole bands. like that's cool. Yeah. But like, there's been multiple times. You don't, have a, reason, you don't yeah. have a reason not to stay. 
just just stay, bro. Like even just one band member from that band, yes, stay right. and support yep. the show. Yep. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you you don't want to pack your merch up like until the end of the show, mm-hmm. like you know. So even if it's one or two members staying, right? Like you know, sometimes. People have to get up and, and work the next day, and we, yes. you know we're two hours away from home, and mm-hmm. like, or there's kids, like, yeah. there's there's things, but like when the entire band and like Just bounces, they yeah. they bounce yep. and their and their people bounce, and it's like, you know, that's just just like I was saying earlier, our our last show at the basement, from the time doors opened till the time we finished, we headlined, so we played last, obviously. Mm-hmm. The fucking basement was packed. That's awesome. Fuck Everybody yeah. came early, supported all the bands. All the bands stayed till the very end, kept their merch up, and that's that's the camaraderie yep. we need. Yep. Like everybody's supporting everybody and all the fans. Mm-hmm. Like I get it. You come to a show to support your band mm-hmm. that you're there to see, but it just makes, like he said earlier, the energy, Yep. it's like a completely <clears throat> different. I don't know that I've played a show where I've been that stoked. That's awesome. From the time I walked on the stage till the next day. Yeah. In a long fucking time. I well, don't know it, how he felt about it. Like but. there's that feeling of euphoria because every year it happens where we'll play Barnyard and typically the biggest show we play every year. And dude, like for two weeks thereafter, I am so musically motivated in my head that nothing else matters just because of the vibe and the feel and the reaction, whether it's to us or somebody else like that, that energy that's there or yeah. going to, when we went to Norma Jean and Grey Haven and fire from the gods, however many months ago, we were juiced up for two weeks and all that we fucking listened to was Norma Jean for the next two weeks. Oh yeah. So, so I actually, I, I, I sent you an, an invite. I don't think you ever responded to it, but so well, that's a bad job out of me. Yep. Like <laughs> in like a week or two, I'm doing like this big get together cookout and then I'm, I'm inviting a bunch of bands okay. to come over and hang out, I'm, you know, throw some meat on the smoker. You know, I got the pool in the backyard, cornhole. Okay. We got a jam room, right? Like, and, and, and I'm doing it to, to try to help, help out the the scene and for people to build relationships, yep. right? Like, I mean, dude, Just we live network. We, we live like in the same town. Yep. And like, you yep. know, I, I see it like yep. at a show or two, like, and yep. that's the only time that we get to. Yep. It's the only time we're able that's to. That's why we've around. talked the whole time that yep. we've been here since we yep. walked through the door. Right. Cause we yep. haven't seen each other forever. Yep. Yep. Um, but just trying to do something like that, right? Like, and, and, and all genres of music, right. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Come hang out. We all live in the same town, or mm-hmm. even if you don't live far from the town, like make an appearance. People drive like, far all the fucking time for other shit, you know. Yeah. Um, so just you know, trying to trying to do things like that to like that. That's my advice, right? Like get get involved. Yeah, get involved in it. So, well, and I think a piece that we can piggyback off of because we've shouted you guys out for this, but I don't know that we've thanked you enough for this. I mean, do they put on the best shows that we've been a part of? Like, from an organization standpoint and professionalism? I, I look forward to Barnyard Bash every year because I know there's a few things that are guaranteed. One, the people running the show are part of the show and know what it's like to be part of the show, and y'all treat us right. Yep. Two... 
too. It's it's very local, so we're able to get a lot of people there. And three, it's honestly probably easily the biggest show that we play every year. So between our fan base and the fan base of others, you know, it's it's pretty fucking awesome. What what was it? How many people came through the door last year? Uh, it was like probably close to five. Okay. Yeah. Right. Like, you know, we're, we're starting to build those numbers back up from the pandemic and right. yeah. Yeah. I know, know that. Took it, it, it's not well. what it was pre pandemic, mm-hmm. but I, it's getting there. I think, um, right. I'm excited for, you know, for this year. Um, super excited for this year. Yeah. I've, I mean, we've, that's what we've been building towards as a band. Yeah. Like, well, I we mean, ordered guys, new merch for it. We've ordered, you know, every time, every time that you guys play it, like you, you guys play the sweet spot. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. we've had this conversation multiple times. Like not only me and Brad, but the other members of sour blood and other bands. And, like I'll say it straight up, screaming evidence brings the fucking crowd for the barnyard bash. Like I'm not I saying the other that. bands yeah, don't bring it. a crowd or anything like that, but when screaming evidence plays, it doesn't matter if it's seven o'clock or nine o'clock. Yeah, the fucking the the whatever you want to fucking call it. The, the barn. The pit. The barn. The pit. Yes. <laughs> I don't it's know that packed. we're heavy What's enough. What's up, daddy? Yes. <laughs> What's up, daddy? <laughs> uh, no, you know, see, I, I, I definitely that. appreciate that. And that, you know, one one other thing I want to I want to touch on, I had to step out for a second, but as far as, like, not only the band sticking around for everyone, but encouraging your fan base to stick around Absolutely. for everyone because that was a huge mm-hmm. issue. There was a, a, a point in time for like a year or two where I had a really bad taste in my mouth with playing shows where it was just local bands because what I noticed is for every local band, they had a fan base that was there just to see them and they would watch them. They would show up just in time to watch them. And then once they were done, they're out. Out. And, you know, I, I can't control everyone in the fan base, but like every year when people are telling us, you know, asking us, what time do you play at Barnyard and stuff? I'm like, well, doors open at this time. Yep. Yeah. It's it's an experience. And I'll be honest, like this is a conversation Brad and I've had multiple times and which I also get it. And he, I know he gets it too, even though we've had this conversation multiple times is should we tell even tell like should we tell you guys what time you play i think or, to an extent like but yes. then again I'm yeah like, i see where well, you're coming from if i see where you're coming from if this was somebody else's show i'd fucking want to know what time yeah. we play like, right yeah that's why i always tell you guys when i'm yeah. communicating with everybody i would say to an extent yes because you know, every show we play, there's always the the few uh, few fans that are coming out, but like they really have a tight window. Exactly, and that's and what, like they're like, like we I have earlier, enough time like, to come see I know maybe two or three bands. What time do you play? I'll happens. see the band before yeah, you. Like, it does, after man. You kind of thing. And I know you know, like you yeah. got a a new one. Yep. And I got a four year old. Life is flipped like, upside down on me, man. It's 
Whew. When that happens, it's a completely different world. Right. Like, sour blood before I had a kid was sour blood before I had a kid. Yeah. Now sour blood is... Something different. It's different. Like, but at the same time, if I didn't care or wanted to... If I wasn't having fun, I wouldn't yeah, right. be sitting on this couch right now. Well, and another I'm glad thing, you are sitting like, on the couch. no, yeah. me too. Like, <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, like you, you uh, we're appreciative because you took, you guys took time out of your busy ass schedules to come sit on this show with us, who are a bunch of fucking nobodies who just love talking about music, just because this is this is what we love to do. Same. That's, pretty that's why we're here. Like. We I mean, fun. I consider Screaming Evidence like a fucking brother band to us, man. We've we've, yeah. we've done a lot of shows, Absolutely. man. I do, uh, uh, you know, I, I don't think that, like, okay. I can thank you guys enough for, you know, what you did for me at the Stay in Your Ground release show. Um, you know, I know that that, that didn't go so uh, well towards the end of the night because of, um, you know, One a 45 fault. You know, fifty minute set change that should have took five. <laughs> Shit yeah. happened. Life happens. The electronic <laughs> drums, man. Uh, you, you know. know? Um, <laughs> so you know, like I, Bloomy's like, like I want to say so much right now. That you know that 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 shit means a lot to me, and like those are like things that like that go further yeah. than 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 you know people people realize right, and mm-hmm. you know, and I, and and at the end of the day, like. You do things like that to help out, you know, other bands or to help out friends or, you know, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, uh, everything gets rewarded, you know, yep. uh, in the long run. So, like, I just want to, you know, super appreciative for you guys. Yes. It was a fun night. You know, yeah. doing, fun, that, fun doing that. I mean, even, even though we, we didn't get as much time as we thought we would, like, it was a fun night. Like, Still good ass time. I just, for the most part, at a lot of these shows, I kind of hang out at our little merch booth, and I'm just kind of listening to the music and watching the crowd. And you know, people come up and talk to us, and that that's that's enough party for me. You know what I mean? I'm not a very social person, so like <laughs> that that enough. You know, listening to music and having people, you know, come up talking to us, buying some merch, and you know, feeling like a rock star for a night is is pretty dope. Yeah. So, um. I guess, you know, kind of getting into the next question as far as the recording stuff. So we've talked, we had an episode, we got a lot of episodes, so it it was one of them. (laughs) One of them. One of them. We we talked about, you know, our experience with getting into studios, what process we went through, like for our last album. You know, we have a bunch of we 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 got a bunch of recording gear so that we could do more in here before we get to a studio. So we have kind of a plan in place to try to get songs like you said to the ninety ninety five percent before we get Ironed to the studio. Out you... Well, and to put a, put into perspective, we just recorded a song that's ten years fucking old that I was wasn't even thought of with the band just because we could now. Like oh, yeah. it's right. Ten years old, oh, and we yeah. just we wanted something new out there. Even technology now, today, compared to two years ago, it's crazy. Is insane what we can do. So, you know, on on the topic of giving advice 
two other bands out there. What process are you guys going through um, for your new album or EP? I don't remember which one you said it was going to be, but uh, what what kind of process are you going through? What's some advice you can give for like picking studios, picking producers, how to set up things on your own, you know, with limited resources to get yourself ready for the studio, uh, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Bloomy said well, ladies first and Brad says all right. All right you know, uh, I mean yeah, like there's 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 free programs like what Re- Reapers are free uh Reaper. you know, there's you Re- get like garage, garage band, band and yeah. stuff like yeah, that. Like, you know, there's ways to do it cheap, uh-huh. you know. Um, Even if it's free, it's something you can get like I said an hour ago. When I fucking started this shit, and we we didn't have a clue what we were doing, we recorded on a goddamn cassette tape. Well, it's funny the technology you, on a computer now. You, you can find a cassette tape at a fucking thrift store like for download a, a program, <laughs> and you can fucking record. Well, and it's funny you say that because a piece of advice I had given a while back, and we'll, I promise you, we'll delve right back into what you guys are about to say. But like, I think it's important because there's a part of me that I've been watching YouTube guitarists for God knows how long. And I've always had, had a, you know, I wanted to do something of that sort. And I've always thought these things through. And I'm like, well, I need to be different. It needs to be this. It needs to be that. And then we started this podcast on a whim. These two did. I wasn't even here the first episode. And I'm however many weeks deep now. And I'm like, the best piece of advice I can give somebody, whether it's a band or a creative themselves, just fucking start. Just try it literally just start because here we are however many weeks however many episodes deep and this shit's been a fucking blast and we've learned so much from now till or from then till now yeah yeah and yeah you're gonna you're gonna make mistakes you're gonna learn from them you're gonna Mm -hmm. you're gonna see what works what doesn't work right i mean we we, we've learned that over the years like putting the bash on right Mm -hmm. like yeah um but yeah i mean get get yourself uh we do everything at our home studio you know like you know our 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 company you know outside of sour blood is purely insane music right Mm -hmm. um so you know like we we call it purely insane studios like the recording studio or whatever so like we we write everything there and we record it whether you know like it's terrible or not like as far as like i'm not a wizard on that like i know enough to like you know, mic something and, and hit play and and capture it. But yeah. like, I'm not like a Tony Tipton or like a Jacob Mooney or yep. Joe Veers or, mm-hmm. yep. or anything like that. Um, and that's how we we get our writing process. So if you're talking about like being smart, like you learn over the years. I think the first Once Pure album, we spent like twelve or fifteen thousand dollars to do it. Right? That's, that's a lot. Fucking insane. That was back in like two thousand three to two thousand four. Two thousand three. That's a nice ass car. Wow. <laughs> right? <laughs> Holy yeah. shit. So that's you a know. nice ass band van to, to tour yeah. around. Band trailer. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like, you know. So, Holy shit. So you know that would that would be my advice. Like, write your music at home. Like. We have thirty different versions of the song. Mm-hmm. With yeah. technology now, you can go in and Dropbox like, and yep. email. Yep, you can like, do all that's those how things, we do right? it. Mm-hmm. Like yep. Jay will come up with a riff, mm-hmm. and he'll program drum beats just so we have something until Brad can write the drums to it. 
and well, email it back and forth. And... That's hilarious because I'm behind the times where I come up with a riff. I seen these send these motherfuckers a Facebook video because well, I don't hey, know how to program works. drums hey, whatever, behind it. Whatever, hey, whatever works, works man. though. That's you know. Man, Jay, he when uh, when he used to work for like O'Dot or the county out there yeah. in the summertime, and he would be out there like uh, whatever they were doing. He would like take his phone and like audio record, like mouthing the riff, <laughs> right? Then he would go back and like, and then he would be like, "All right, so here's the drum beat that I'm I'm <laughs> hearing Holy behind this, shit. right?" So he would do the drum beat, you know, yeah, and then like he would come over and he would be like, "All right, like here's my idea, right? Like I've already got it in my head. Here's the guitar riff." Here's the drums that I'm hearing, right? And then I'd either like, I'm either feeling it or I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll probably do something different there. But you know, but yeah. that's how that, that's how we do it. But yeah, that Dude, makes me think wild. of that makes me think of that South Park episode where, uh, oh, who was it? Like Stan's dad ended up being Lord or something like that, and like he was just making like these mouth off know. fucking. Uh, no, I'm, you don't know South Park. You're not big on. Oh, okay. Oh, you, somebody's somebody's got to go back. And, like somebody's got to go back and 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 watch that, and they'll understand what I'm what I'm talking about here. But anyway, side that was a side. I mean, note, I did that. I did that on the Behind Enemy Lines album, like when you know, because um, we all contribute like on music and mm-hmm. even like lyrics, and like we we all contribute on different things. So like, if I have something in my head, like. And I'm I'm playing it like we're listening to the instrumental and I'm like and it's like oh man here's like the hook or here's the here's the pattern of whatever the lyrics are gonna be right right like it should be this that's sometimes just as hard to find as the lyrics themselves oh yeah oh yeah and then like my wife's in like the passenger seat and I'm like yeah doing it into my phone right as I'm yep. driving and the music's behind it what the fuck are you doing I'm like shh like, my mind is working right now hush woman (laughs) make it a masterpiece if you're like me and kyler like when our or at least when my mind races like i have to get that thought out right now or i fucking forget it so like as soon as i come up with something i gotta send it or document it or something or it's gone in 45 minutes yeah maybe i probably do have add i probably do but like that's that's how i am yeah. We just mentioned on last so year. you know, so that's that. So like, speaking of that, so we we did that process, right? Um, you know, we we've been we've been playing the Behind Enemy Lines album. Mm-hmm. You know, for mm-hmm. it came out in 2020. Like that was terrible for mm-hmm. us because we had worked we had worked all of yeah, 2019, yeah. Um, leading up to it, and then as the release was gonna happen it was like boom pandemic and then like we couldn't even have a cd release show we had to cancel the barnyard bash like um so we've been playing it for a while so now we've decided like hey man it's it's let's it's it's time to write some new music right Mm -hmm. so we're we're slowing down on playing the shows we have um only two shows that we're playing this year and we focused on writing so we did the whole pre-production uh at home to get a lot of it ironed out and then uh we went um we researched a bunch of different, um, you know, uh, producers mm-hmm. and, you know, we've, I've worked with Joe Veers, uh, with once pure, a lot of our buddies have sour blood did back in the day, didn't they? Yep. Yeah. We worked, we worked with different people. I've worked with Tony, um, Tony, you know, Tony Tipton at rooftop mm-hmm. recording. Yeah. You know, he did my stand your ground album. Um, you know, um, 
but we ended up going with Jacob Mooney at Mooney Recordings or Mooney yep. Records. Mooney Recording. Mooney Recording. Mm-hmm. And it was phenomenal. Like, we busted out a song start to finish because we were prepared. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, two days, it was like it was only, like, 15 hours. It's awesome. Because, like... For a whole song, that's really good. A whole song, yeah. And yeah. five members? <laughs> the math ain't mathin'. The math ain't mathin' <laughs> at this point. You, got, you guys got four or five members right now? Well, currently, we have four. Okay. This is the first song we have written, and we got right into the studio to record it. Uh, Adam is no longer in Sour Blood. Oh, shit. He, uh, long story short, he just needed to focus on his personal life, and he was honest with us and told us, and we talked with him, and... He just felt that was his best option at mm-hmm. this point in his life, and that's what he needed to focus on, and we support him 100%. Yep. Without a doubt, he's he was in Sour Blood for over 10 years. Wow. And wow. Yeah, you know, he's a, he's a brother. You yeah. know, he's a brother to us. Uh, the, Good it, ass it, dude. It was... Yeah. It was you know, it was not. There was no bad blood no or hard feeling. no no hostility. Yeah. It was, yep. it was. You know, he he's like, look, man. Like, I feel like I'm. You know, like where I'm at right now, I'm not able to give sour blood 110 percent. And you know, I need. You know, I need to. You know, focus on some things in in my life. You know, and uh, and we respect that and we support yeah. him 100 percent. And that's you know, and and like we haven't came out. You know, it's mm-hmm. like. That that's it's it's something even to, you know yeah, it's like, a touchy subject it yeah. it is and like I, we didn't even know if we were gonna like really even talk about it you know tonight like you know you get you guys I guess know, we did and, and <laughs> here you know, we are here here we here are we are yeah. right I well mean, I guess the reason I brought it up in the first place is like for for even four members to knock out a song in fifteen hours is especially if you have red light syndrome like me. As soon as that click track fucking starts, I lose my shit. Done. Like my last name. <laughs> like, Brad, like Brad said, the fact that we've been able to do this ourselves in like pre-pro. Yeah. And do about 30 different versions until we all agreed. And that's that's kind of something we talked about. And then when about. we were ready, we went in with Jacob and busted it out in two days. And yeah. It, so, it also helps that... How quick he was! Uh, that's right. what I was going to ask. Like, he's such a good producer. Like, yeah, dude's a wizard. It, he's a fucking wizard. That's Watching crazy. some of these guys just fucking click and just move mouse around and do this and that, and they're doing all these edits and recording at the same time. They're like, like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you got too much time on your hands to figure all this out. Yeah, but um, anyway, I had a thought. And I lost it. No, I just, I Fuck. it's a big piece. Like you talk about Jacob and how quick he was like, that's a, that's a very important piece when it comes to recording. Like, I mean, we've had, I've only had one, one and a half experience when it comes to recordings. Like Tony's been helping us with this latest song, but like from like kind of a whiz kid standpoint, from an efficiency piece, 
Like that has to make a big difference in what you're doing because time is money, literally, when you're recording. Exactly. Yep. And I can remember like early Sour Blood days, like going and recording. It was basically like just looking at the clock, yeah. watching it tick away. How like, much money right, are we spending? Just watching your money go. go. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and now. Like being prepared yep. and being able to go in there, bust out our shit, and yep. be on point. Like on point. Yep. Then, yep. all right, guitar's done, bass, bust it out. All right. So, is it a situation? Next. Is it a situation where you guys have the whole song written, you have the layers, everything you want, and it's a matter of going into the studio and here's what we have. I need you to doctor it up. Boom. Yeah, I mean we're open for the most part. Yeah, yeah, and, but. At the beginning, we were like, we've got the song. Yeah. It's 95%. Okay. When you, you're the producer, he yep. never heard, like, we'd sent him the pre-pro, like, he yeah. heard it. We'd never met him, like, yeah. other than Steve. Yeah. And we're like, that's what I've always wanted, is somebody, because, like, Behind Enemy Lines, we did it ourselves. We sent it off to somebody to have it mix and mastered. That was okay. it. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So I feel like for us recording it in a garage and mm-hmm. having it mixed in, it sounded good. good. Oh yeah, good. it did. But this Jacob is what I wanted. Like somebody when I'm screaming, yeah, for him to just stop it and be like, "That sucked. Do it again." That's all. That's what I want. That's so awesome. which thing... I will say that only happened like once. So I'm pretty. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> He's a fucking that's what I'm star. saying. Somebody to pr- like. Yeah. No, oh, don't Tony. Do Tony that. killed me. And... He was like, "Nope, do it again. Oh, yep. Nope, do it again." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wasn't on my shit though. But and um... you need that. Like not you, but uh, us. We need it. Like. I played some Fuck shit the you, other day. <laughs> Damn it, I'm an asshole. No, he I strikes some, again. <laughs> I played some shit the other day that thought was cool, and then we played it in the mix, and I'm like, this fucking sucks, dude. And, like, Tony, he ran with it for a bit, but then we listened back. Of course, he might not have said something at first, but toward the end, it was just like, yeah. Yeah. You know, that ain't that ain't it. You know, Tony can only polish a turd so much, man. Exactly, you know? dude. I'm a turd, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, one one thing that we had done, our last uh, little EP that we'd done, we actually went into the studio that we were recording at and did, like, a live session for the producer. And he set up mics and recorded it. And that way he could have an idea of what sound we have live, what we're kind of going for how the songs are supposed to flow and things like that before we went in and actually started tracking. Maybe something to consider. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, the, the, listen, there's no wrong answers to <clears throat> right. any of that, right? Like, right. You know, whatever methods work for people, mm-hmm. you know, um, do it. Like, don't be afraid to, to try something, right? Like, because, like, even with Jacob producing, producing us and he had some ideas and he's like, all right, look, if this is cool, awesome. If this is shit, tell me it's shit and we'll move on, right? Like, right. So, like, you know, him hearing the song, we've heard it for, you know, we've been working on it for, like, three months. So, for him to go in and then hear it and then, like, yeah, there was – and you got to be open-minded to your producer and stuff, too. You know, right. like, you know, when you write something and it's near and dear to you and you're like, man, I just put all this work into this song and I've structured it and, you know, like, I think this is it. And someone's like, 
well, why don't you change this here? You yeah, know? but like this. <laughs> right, you know? And it's like, right, you're like, yeah. motherfucker, right? Um, just got to be open-minded. Well, and you, like, you, you're paying him for a reason. Yes. You know? Yes. You're paying him to be the expert. Same as we pay somebody for fucking merch. Like, yeah. we're yeah. trying to have that person give us what we thought of. Yeah. Like, yeah, bringing your vision to life. Yep. Right. So, so I have um, a topic I, I'm i really interested in. But before I do, uh, you two have anything for them along the lines of what we've talked about so far? Kyler, we ain't heard from you in a bit. Anything else? I just want to make sure I have Tyler's permission to talk before I say something. But. <laughs> Um, <laughs> do you guys want to dive into this year's barnyard yet, or do you want to save that for the end? No, I'll leave I that think, up to you guys. I think we guess. should we should do that now. You I'm, want to I dive mean, into? I'm it? not going to lie to you guys. Like you know, I'm it's an old late. man. It's getting late. It's getting a little late. I want right. to. That's why I want to make sure that we we cut because that conversation that was just had was fucking awesome. So I wanted to let that play out, but I do want to make sure that you guys get the opportunity to cover. Uh, a barnyard for for this year, so I don't understand how you do that nasty shit, bro. It builds character. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, my wife wouldn't tell me that, but it does build character. So this year's barnyard is kind of a big deal. I mean, y'all got a big ass headliner. Uh, the show got moved back a little bit. Yeah, right for good reason because of yes, sir. Just to create a better lineup. Correct. That was the whole idea behind I, I don't i'm not speaking for you guys but i'm just there was some part uh, of it there was yes. some some date go uh, y'all talk about it I'll... there was some date uh uh we, we we tossed around a couple dates with the um you know with the fairgrounds and you know we've been working with them and and they've um they've definitely taken care of us for for the yeah. bass Who are you working we, with over at the fairgrounds uh i work with faith faith yeah so faith is married to doug marine who is my future mother-in-law's boss? So my my soon-to-be mother-in-law is his general manager. Okay. So Heather Williams is my my soon-to-be mother-in-law, and they've she's worked for Doug for forever. So yeah. my dad was on the fair board with Doug for twenty-five years. So I know I worked for Faith. I farmed for Faith, so okay. I know them really well. But yeah, they take good care of you over there. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They, they've taken great care of us. You know, you got to think like so. The Barnyard Bash originated out at Owsley's house on Prairie Road. And it started when I was like seven. So <laughs> so listen, let's let us let us let us talk about this, right? So this started we threw uh it was basically a birthday party for me, your cousin Tony. Mm-hmm. All right. I think Ryan Steele and Ashley Johnson. Right? All of our birthdays were in July. Well you say Tony, you mean sister. Yeah. Okay. Sis, yeah, I need. Yeah, you're sorry, good. Yeah. You're good. Yeah, Tony. Right? Yeah. Somehow. Somehow. Yeah, I need you guys. Somewhere down the line. She posts about you. You know. Yeah. Like oh, you know. So, uh, so that's how it, we started, and and it was uh, we had three bands on a hay trailer, and we had like two <laughs> kegs and a fucking trash can awesome. with ice out on out on fucking country road, bonfire like. Kyler, like, is that metal as fuck? It's metal as fuck. Listen, that I mean, it's, it's, it's Fayette County. Fun. Think right. about the place out on Harmony Road that we've yeah. talked about on this show yeah. before that has yeah. hosted so many Screaming Evidence shows. Has what hosted... was that, Jim's Pleasure Palace? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Once Pure played some shows this there. This is Southern Ohio, bro. Dad. We got to work with yeah. what we got when yeah. you're a local yeah. band and you're a local metal band. You take what you can get, baby. You got to no, work a good with at, No, got. it's a good atmosphere and stuff yeah. out there. And you got to think, like, you know, Brad DeMint did, like, Faco on the farm. Mm-hmm. And i seen how he did it in, like, the last the last two years that we played the Faco on the farm, um, 
it was not good. <laughs> it was not good. Um, but anyways, uh, was so the last I'm like, year of capital tragedy. Yeah, it was the last year of capital tragedy. Yeah, time. Yeah, great time. <laughs> Broke my fucking drum rack. Drunk ass fucking sound, dude. <laughs> um, oh, dude, they cut the power on us. I just kept fucking playing. Mm. Oh, I was bad. That's metal as fuck. It was. <laughs> it, it, it was. Uh, if it was you can't crazy. tell, that's like why that's on the back of our shirts. Yeah, it's yeah. a tagline. Uh, so that's how the Barnyard Bash started, right? For this birthday party, and everyone had a great fucking time out there. And like, oh. Well, do it again next year. I'll do it again. Right? So, <laughs> so it, it originated in like 2006, 2007, and it, and it started out, and then it kept getting bigger and bigger, and then, you know, I, like I, I built a stage for it. Uh, uh. The fucking best stage. <laughs> Man. Was it janky? No, I mean, we still use it that's for the, the fucking bash. We use, it's one of the stages we still fucking use. Hey, okay. Why are you sawing? Because okay. it weighs a million oh, pounds. Oh, yeah. Quality lumber, bro. <laughs> right. We've hey. been talking about quality this whole <laughs> fucking show, man. Right? You can't, it's like, bro, you can't, you can't half-ass build a stage. <laughs> Not at all, right? No, Unless no, you want I'm somebody fat-ass to fall. Unless you're at Jim's Pleasure Palace. Hey, that fucking stage has lasted for 15 years. Wow. Yeah, and what a whole bunch of people don't fucking know you guys have been to the bash you yep. know what the setup is yep. mm-hmm. friday from like seven in the fucking morning till two in the morning it's me and him and a handful of other people well that's why i've asked you a couple times i haven't done the best but, job about it but no, do you but, need some help no, like, like i know that's a bitch man but for just seven or eight people doing uh. it and then we get there Saturday. It's like, all right, it's worth it. It. makes it all worth it. And yeah. then Sunday, we're like, God damn, all over again with the hangover. With the hangover. Yeah, you know. So we did it for you know. This is, I think I did it till like 2011, um, and then 2011 wasn't a good year, um, and I, we stopped doing it. I stopped doing it. You know, for then, and then when I joined Sour I mean, Blood, year we had two flat tires. That was like Sour Blood played at that. Well, yeah, we were supposed to play it that year. Yeah, you were. We had like two flat tires on a trailer. Oh shit! And yeah, it was a bad year. It, it, yeah. So then we brought it back. We we did it uh, the first time when we brought it back. We did it out in Circleville, and it was it was it was it was decent. But um, you know, we wanted to go somewhere where it was covered and stuff like that. So. We moved it to the fairgrounds in like 2019, and, and have been doing it there ever since. And uh, this year is actually the tenth tenth annual. Like mm-hmm. it'll, you know, not like in consecutive, consecutive. years, but it's the tenth barnyard bash. That's wild in the history of the barnyard bash. Fuck yeah! Um, awesome. And so we wanted to to do it to do it big uh, <clears throat> to do it big this year. So um, you want to talk about the lineup a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, you know, we, we skim got, through it. Yeah, we'll skim through it a little bit. Who's your headliner? Convictions. Blow me. What did what 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 just happened with Convictions? They won, I believe it was a Grizzly Award, which is like a. Uh, I got the Convictions is a now. Christian metal metal band. court. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and somehow the they gri- skimmed past me. I never even knew the, of them. Uh, somehow. And their vocalist actually filled in for Jake on a tour for August Burns Red. Wow. A couple years ago. 
uh, story was he was working third shift at FedEx, and at like 2 a.m., he got a text message that Jake was sick or something happened and he had to leave the tour, and do you want to come do it? And this is like 3 a.m., and 7 a.m., he was on a flight flying. Wow. And he said he got off the flight, got on an Uber, went right to the venue, walked right on the stage for sound check, learned all the songs on the flights, and filled in like the next couple weeks of the tour. Damn. So I brought it up. It's Metal Song of the Year at the Grizzly Awards 2022 for the song Stigmata. Loath has a song called Stigmata. I feel horrible because I had never, I think I had heard of Convictions beforehand, but never got into them, and it, they're very similar to other artists I listen to on a daily basis, so yeah. that's why I'd, uh, I'm I'd excited. seen them in Columbus, it was uh, the end of last year, they played with Wolves at the Gate. Mm. God, I love and, that band. Yeah. And We've I talked was, about them, boys. I was like, these dudes are awesome, and then when we started booking bands, I was like... Mm. Oh my Let's, god, that would have been amazing! So we tried really? both of those oh. bands. I'd have lost my shit. And one of those bands was what was the hang They were leaving that? for <laughs> Europe or something. wasn't able to go do make it happen. Yeah, and Convictions pulled in, and they were able to make it happen. And they're from Toledo, so it's not like it's too Convictions far. is. Yeah, holy shit! Yeah. I feel I feel like such a newbie. Like well, I feel like yeah. a piece we've of talked, shit. We've talked about it a bunch on this show about how the Ohio metal metal core scene—it's huge, man. It's just gigantic, man. Yeah. I mean, Wolves, Black Veil Brides, Miss Maya. I mean, the list goes on and on. Convictions. There's well, so many incredible, um, not just metal core, but metal bands in general yeah. from this state. We have, we're we're a cesspool for great metal music. It's because we live in Ohio. It's because all depressed. these cornfields, baby. <laughs> right? right. You know, so we got yeah, we got convictions. Uh, you know, we got we got our boys and, and screaming evidence, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Appreciate you guys on 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 the show. It's a solid ass line. I got it pulled up. So, and this run through it. Yeah. Just so run through it, Preston. Some fucking awesome bands Is that Liquid we played with. Playing? Oh yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. I like some bands we've played with before at Screaming Evidence and some that we haven't. So we have Convictions headlining the show. Of course, our boys in Sour Blood, us, Liquid 16. If you haven't heard of Liquid 16, you're missing out and your math ain't mathing. <laughs> um, so high. Same goes for so high. Them motherfuckers put on a show and they you talk about some yep. genuine good ass dudes. So high. The music is fun too. Bro. Yes. Yeah. Welcome Bro. to uh, Ohio, baby. Let's go. We have Illusions. Those dudes are bad as hell. A scarred existence from uh, Kashokton. Not Newark, but Kashokton. Um, awesome band. Kind of a, a death metal, deathcore we style. We've played them a lot, haven't we? Yeah, we've played three or four times. Really good guys. Everything's Taken. Glass World. Have you heard Glass World? Um, oh, I delved not. into them when you guys announced the lineup, okay. but I don't think we've ever played with them. Uh, what's the what, Arowana? What kind of... I hope that's how you pronounce their name. Yep. Um, Silent Home, 
Crankenspine, and then the After Party by Zygomatic. So it's going to be a blast of a fucking good show. show. It's going to be a hell of a show. Yep, it's all ages show. You know, $20, all you can drink beer. Woo! Um, yeah, and then, you know, we smoke a bunch of food, grill out. Nope. Deep fry some shit. You it's, know. it's a blast every year. I look forward time. to it Everybody's every it's, single it's year. Two, so it's two stages. It's yep. it's nonstop music, right? Um, <clears throat> and that's just it's five, just a, right? Five when it gets gets going. Am I wrong on that? Is it five? No, so the gates are open at two. Two, okay. Yeah. I so be there off. at two and yes. watch all the, all bands. the bands. All the bands. I promise all you, it's bands. worth your time. I it promise. Is. It's you. a good time. The it's two stages and, helps for sure too. Because, yep. like you said, it's just constant music. You're not waiting on set changes. And like shit. Preston said earlier, we moved the date out a little bit. Yep. And this year it's at the very end of September. And when I secured the date, I made sure it was the weekend of an off game of the Buckeyes. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Woo! You got oh, the two H. biggest Buckeye fans you. in the land right here, I got a, baby. I got a, I got a... Almost nine months old. Kaziki, that means your ass better be there yourself. Come on, Brian. I got, an almost, I got an almost nine-month-old. My old lady's pushing, and I'm watching us beat the fuck out of Michigan State on the TV while I'm holding her hand. Like, Good job, babe. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> fuck yeah! yeah. <laughs> so, maybe we don't that's, want to announce it shit. on this show. Do we? What's our chance of having Kaziki there? Oh, there's a good chance this year. That's another reason we moved the team. I, I knew that was I the case. Hey, sound guy. Yeah, he does sound. He does sound for Ohio State football. Taylor Swift. I mean, what else? He's well, we were gonna. Jacket. Me and Brad was gonna meet with him a few weeks ago, but you know, he's he's like, a busy he's guy. Important or something. <laughs> he was touring with the NHL for the playoffs. He did their playoffs. Oh, so. that's no big no deal. Big deal. Hmm. I'm like, come on, dude. We're talking about the barnyard. <laughs> <laughs> we got two stages. It's a big deal. Yes. So, uh, I know you guys are trying to get out of here at a decent time. Yep. Um, it's not a decent time, so you're going to sit the fuck right here. <laughs> <laughs> we, can, uh, we can maybe skip some uh, some hot takes. But Ooh, I don't know if we should. I, I do have a, a, a question have I really want to ask. Best show? Worst show. That's each of you. Mm. Best show, worst show. show like worst that, show. like I've played or that, like that, I've that you've played. To, I've played. Mm. Well, let me marinate on that for a yeah. minute. Mm. I'm gonna think. Man, a couple, you know, couple. That the the May sixth show like that that was that was a pretty solid one at the basement yeah yeah the one we talked about earlier with like the energy of the crowd the fans the bands everyone stayed from beginning beginning till end like that's like a great perfect show that you yeah. know like that you would that you would want to have. I mean, like we've established, I'm older and shit, so I can't really remember all. <laughs> I've called you out on that. Uh, but recent, absolutely the basement show. Overall, everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I just felt like it was smooth from the time we walked in to the time we walked out. Yeah. Like, I'm sure it helps that it was packed in there, too. It, that, for sure. <laughs> There's uh, no feeling like it, dude. And maybe I don't even know, like, the feeling of have, have a you, show like that. Have you ever been to the basement? 
No, I, I've heard about the you, A&R bar in the basement. Fit, never fit, been. what, like 200 people in it's there 300. max? It's 300 max. Okay. It was just swamped to like the gills. That place oh, with, with two to 300 people out, is yeah. like yeah. nuts to butts, dude. I've always said that, even as just a music fan, I've always preferred a smaller venue. Mm-hmm. The energy and the, and I'm not necessarily saying, it doesn't have to be a shotgun style venue, you know, that tight but the newport up in columbus newport kentucky the uh thompson house uh no never been madison uh, theater madison theater that's it where we saw norma jean Uh gray haven and all that that stuff give me a couple hundred people packed in there and losing their fucking shit like i've been to riverbend and seen rob zombie and corn and yeah it's not I like the smaller venue. Like, I'm so juiced to go see these shows that we're going to see at the King of Clubs because I know it's going to be a couple hundred people packed to the fucking gills beating the shit out of each other, losing their motherfucking minds. Like, getting, that's... Getting choke slammed into the merch table. That's yeah. metal Ooh, as fuck. Like, that is metal as fuck. That's what I want. Would, I, you, would you say it sounds better? It does sound better. It does... Mm. I, you, that's what I like about it. Well, and especially like I don't mean to, I don't want to go down a rabbit hole here, but when you think about like I the like bands that we holes. saw at Madison, like a hardcore band that where their music in general is just a wall of sound, those smaller venues encapsulate everything that a hardcore metal band is. You know what I mean? And you, you're just man, you can meet everybody in the place. You're just like, so immersed in the the vibe and the feel. Yeah, it's all everything. just one big fucking family of, of people losing Metal their heads. shit, dude. And, like, yep. you go to Riverbend or some big-ass venue like that, and it's like, man, there's, like, 15,000, 20,000 people here. Like, somebody probably got drug here because somebody had free tickets like this. No, you go to those small <laughs> shows. Everybody there yep. is dedicated as fuck and is, is yes. eat, sleeps, and breathes this music. So love that shit, and that's why I always prefer local shows, like smaller band, like local bands, smaller venues, that kind of shit. That's just, and maybe that that's come from just being, you know, being around these guys for the past however you know you know long ass time, and and being around Screaming Evidence and getting involved in the the local music scene. That it's just made me fall in love with shit like that. I'm not talking, you know, Jim's Pleasure Palace. I'm not talking that, you know, that's a little too small. That's just, it is what it is. But like, King of Clubs, Basement, um, back in the day, the Al Rosa Villa, um, even Muddy Creek Saloon up in Newark. Like, shit like that, dude. Like, that shit's so much fun. I'll go to a fucking show at a bar, like, and go watch a couple local bands rip. Not Jay's, though. No, not when I say local bar, I don't mean <laughs> talking Jay's Corner. Yep. Yeah, we man. played out there. That sounded and we had horrible. A blast, just the it's, sound. you're limited when you're in literally a metal barn. When you're yeah. a livestock barn, I mean that's not like opened up, like mm-mm. or just has zero insulation, so all the sound just reverberates off. So like Ronnie Rad, Ronnie Radke, still reverberate. <laughs> Shit reverberates off all that fucking sheet metal and. You're just so limited, but yeah, I I love shit like that. And barnyard's similar because yeah, you're gonna get several hundred people there, but it still it's feels a like a deal. smaller, intimate. Everybody's into it. Everybody sticks around. Everybody supports the whole show. Yep. It's just a bunch of straight up metalheads having a good ass time, drinking beer, eating good ass food, and headbanging like. And it might help this year that it's not going to be 95 degrees yeah. and humid. Yes. And it might so be 95 degrees, it just won't be as humid. You know, we got a couple <laughs> things, right? Um, 
I don't know if you guys have seen what um, the uh, the Big Wazoo radio station uh, just kind of got rebranded and is up and running. What in the motherfucker is the Big Wazoo? Well, I, I've I've heard it. What? Yeah. What's the? Number I know for nothing it? about Big Wazoo. I don't. So. I don't remember. It it was a ra- dude. Big Wazoo was. Back in the day. But 
aren't we shouldn't we all be like trying to like help and promote each other and like lift up like we're not trying to steal their thunder like we're not doing the same thing they're doing discog discord literally just every podcast because they podcast they just break down one band's discography we're not doing that state of the scene they're a news channel they talk about all of the this is current events this is what we're doing we're storytellers that's what we try to do here so we're, we're doing something different so i've struggled with like certain collabs because i'm like why be a dick like just like we're all in this together, man. We're, we're, this is supposed to be the passion and brotherhood of metal music, and and there's certain folks out there that are like, no, nah, you're you're small fry. I'm not. We're not gonna we're not gonna do anything to help you out. Oh, it's the same way in the local band scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it pisses and, me. And I, I mean, it pisses me off, oh, it man. Used to get to me because I will I will I've go out of my and, way, and maybe that's it. Like I'm still just a hothead, like, I guess. But like I would go out of my way to help some of those guys out if if the 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 coin was on the other side so i'm struggling with like you know i i tweeted on our show account the other day like we need some fucking more interactive followers because you guys suck there you go yeah. <laughs> damn i don't care like Let them know. I, I came for the throat mm. <laughs> I, I the fucking it, math ain't math in here motherfuckers talk to me i'll call it out like now thankfully like the the guitarist from uh, skylight drive followed us on twitter the other day so that's super cool and like i've had interactions with the front man from uh patient 67 um until i wake is another band that i've talked about a ton on here that i've had interaction with on tiktok so there are a lot of bands that will have interaction with us maybe you know probably because like oh shit they're a podcast maybe they talk about us on their pod promoter (laughs) but like other podcasts like they want nothing to do with us it's yeah, a, I mean, there's still a lot, you know, there's there's always going to be a few bad apples in every yeah, bunch, right? Yep. And no matter what, what you're is. doing. And, and I need to quit being em. such a hothead about it and, and quit letting yeah, like it get that. to me. You know, quit letting it get to me because, like, I, I just feel like everybody should help everybody out in this business, in this this uh, industry, in music and music content. And it's just, I've come to find out, it just doesn't work like that. You just got to find the, you got to network and find the right people yeah, that... Are, that that are on the I same. I hope Barnyard level. helps. I'm super excited about coming to Barnyard and, and meeting some new bands and and you know you who you guys talked about coming out there the um, radio radio deal and um, any kind of networking I can do to get advice, get uh, marketing help or ideas or things like that. That's, that's kind of what I'm all about. We want to be. We always want to be getting better. You know what I mean? Just like you guys as a band and Screaming Evidence as a band. It's all about having those conversations with people, other people in the industry, and bouncing ideas off each other, right? So, um, yep. trying to get better and help each other get better. So, there it's is all about a, being metal as fuck. Yeah, got to sure. be metal as fuck. I'm juiced as fuck about Barnyard, so I don't. I'm, I'm not going to cut it off. We're without, propping this show up people. without uh, without you know making sure I, there's nothing else you guys want to cover before we send it home. You guys. Talk about everything you want to talk about. Dude, I could be here all fucking night. Uh That's the problem. So the only thing, yeah, I'll I'll end it on this. Uh, You should check out Broadcast the Nightmares album 2012. Thank you for a music recommendation. Our fans love that. I love music recommendations. I'll I'll be the first to say that we've kind of slacked off on music recommendations here lately. Hit me with that again. Broadcast the Nightmare. Broadcast the Nightmare. Yeah, they only have one album out, like... Um, it's called 2012. I see that. Yeah, check that shit out. Okay, okay, it's good front to back. Outstanding. It says it's metal. It's metal, metal as, as fuck. fuck. Let's go, baby. <laughs> hey, and just so you guys know, 
at the Barnyard Bash, I'm going to bring my whole fucking kit. The whole thing? The whole kit? Thing? The whole oh, kit? This the motherfucker is going to take up two thing. stages. You got with a swivel stool. All right, yeah. Yeah. so you got yeah. Brad on one stage. You got the rest of the band on the other stage. No, that, yeah, that's an inside joke. You guys want to time... hear the best joke you'll hear all week? He yes, said please. he was thinking about downsizing. <laughs> no, oh, he's not. <laughs> I mean, I really did say that. Hey, though. I mean, he is getting old. Yeah, right? <laughs> fucking gray right here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm a, I'm a grandpa, I can't fucking bro. grow a beard, so good for you, buddy. You know? You got grandkids already, bro? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I love it. You got grandkids. Fucking old man. I am. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Pappy B over here. That's, oh, right. shit. That's what they call me, Pap. Bringing the whole Pap. kit to the bash. Oh, he gets yeah. his own fucking stage. Because uh, every time that I that we go to a show, the sound guy come out and yep. he'll go, "Hey, Brad." I'm like, "Hey, what's up?" He's like, "Hey, man, did you bring your whole kit?" <laughs> <laughs> I need to know ahead of time. <laughs> I'm like, um, yeah. Same kit. That's same. what I play every show. Been playing it for seven years now. It's the same fucking kit. That's what I do. Right? You it, need fi- to... it fits. You know? I make it fit. We need to get you one of those Tommy Lee levitating fucking platforms so we can flip you upside down so everybody can see what you're doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. With a kit that big. You know, that's why Tommy Lee did... I don't want to get on a tangent, but that's why Tommy Lee did that because he's like, nobody sees what I'm doing and I want motherfuckers to see what I'm... So I'm going to fly in the air and turn like this so I'm I'm like this and the crowd's over here and they're seeing me doing this shit. That's what we need to get you with a kit that big. You got a new... Uh, Non-Point's drummer plays like sideways. Does he really? Yeah. I've seen that. Love Non-Point. I went and Play backwards with your ass. I was just getting ready to say say, like... How would it be if I like played backwards? Backwards so they and biker shorts, behind me? like with your butt. So that's out. A, like that's the cool thing about Show the bash, right? Crack. Because like, because you know, we put the show on and stuff. There's a lot of people, you know, um, sour bloods for the kids and sour bloods for the kids. So maybe not your ass kids. hanging out. So uh, there's a lot Let's of there's a lot frick. of people. Well, <laughs> that'll that'll come behind the stage so that they can get like that back view. Yeah. Um. Uh, of me uh, playing, so I- I've thought about that. Like, man, what if I just set up fucking backwards? We need to get you on a lazy Susan. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yes. a slowly rotating la- lazy Susan. Yes, <laughs> that would be out fucking standing. Sorry, out freaking standing. Sourbots for the kids. For the kids. We do it for the kids. We do it for the kids. Who was that? That was Vladi Divac on that commercial Divac, back in the, Yes, from the king. Bloomy, what you got, dude? I'm glad you know Vladi Divac. White chocolate, Jay Will, <laughs> yeah. Chris Weber, let's go. Yeah, man. <laughs> Sorry, got, Preston, go ahead. No, you're good. They got robbed. They did get robbed. Man. Facts. Close what you have any have any new artist or artist to shout out? I think it's a good way to close the show out. We do enjoy uh shouting out, especially up the listeners love listeners bands that they haven't heard. Love of. band recommendations that we get. Yep. Especially like yep. the more up and comers. So if you got, and it can be like old as can be. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, convictions. Boom. Yeah, not fa- Dude. familiar with convictions. I, I dove into them when you. I do too because I wolves yep. at the gate. They're so similar to them, and, yeah. and I fucking love wolves at the gate. Shout out wolves are from Cedarville, Ohio. Go Bucks. Um, so you know that uh, there's a girl from courthouse that's married to like one of the members. Yes. What the hell's her name? Yeah. You remember Brandy Tuttle? I do not. I've I heard of the name. She's but... younger than me. Her older okay. sister. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's um, wild. 
Uh, I got one more band called Anterior. Okay. Fuck, I've heard of Anterior. I, dude, I just fucking discovered them they like played, six months ago. Uh, they played a show with somebody that I went and saw. I think I've seen them live, to be to be totally honest. So the with Age you. of Silence is like my jam from them. Okay. They came out in 2007. And then Echoes of the Fallen came out in 2011. We talking, and not that genre matters by is any it? means. We talking new metal, metal core. What are we talking? Modern metal. Man, I don't, I don't. That so doesn't listen, matter. The only thing that matters is that fucking Sour Blood is ga- metal gangster metal. Gangster Ooh! metal. Gangster metal. It, damn, it kind of is. Thug metal. Thug metal. Thug, thug metal, metal, baby. Yep, hashtag thug metal. I thug love life. It. I love it's it. <laughs> listen, we're all about creating new genres on the show. I've come up with octane Even though we core, hate genre talk. <laughs> octane core, boomer core. Now we got thug metal. <laughs> thug metal Fuck at the yes. top. SB. 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 Sour Blood. Let's oh, go. Sour Blood. Yeah. Oh, get it together <laughs> over there, bro. Jesus Christ. Hey, you guys Letter, I'm, I'm letter old, Kenny bro. fans? Who? Fuck yeah. He is Letter Kenny. Letter Kenny? Yes. Oh, that's my shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're chucking the ball around with your pals the other day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's what I appreciate you about that's you That's what the I most. appreciate about you, Squirrely Dan. You ever had any attentions paid to your butts holes? <laughs> The best was when they did the the, rest, the, hot button. the wrestling. Yep. Uh, the wrestling. <coughs> you I didn't see that like skit where they I were quoting all know. the all the fucking wrestlers. Oh god, is it on a newer season? I haven't seen the last like two no, seasons. It's not on a newer one. You need like to watch that shit when we get done. Oh with fuck. fuck! I know what you're talking about. Was that in the same season where they did the steak bit? S and P's the way for me. I don't. I can't. I, I mean, well. dude, I binge watched that. So I, all the episodes, like <laughs> I did, I binge watched like in like a week. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, but the wrestling one was was uh, was the best. It's that's a special kind of comedy, right? There's like that show is not for everybody. <laughs> like Canadians when, are just not for everybody. When, hey, I, when I watched it, I felt like I was watching. You know, remember on King of the Hill where the four would stand by the fence. And drink beer and like just talk crazy, Boomhauer and shit. Be talking. That's what the show is. <laughs> that's what I like when I first watched Letter Kenny. That's what I. That's what it reminded me of. And I have to watch that shit with the captions on because they talk so fucking fast. <laughs> and that fucking thick ass Canadian accent. <laughs> Holy hell, it's bad. The fucking Amish, the 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 dicks, Anita Dick. And, yeah, yeah, they cracked me up. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> blue. Well, me. guys, yes, you got anything? Any artist? Shout out. He just shout oh, out. Oh, you said convictions. convictions. Okay. Um, Anybody on the Barnyard Bash bill? <laughs> yeah. Check out all the yeah, bands Liquid on Liquid 16, bash. yeah. If you want to have a fucking blast, you look You look into So High. Yep. You want to have a fucking good time, you look into So High. Tyler, what you got? I got oh, nothing. Sorry. Go ahead. Remind us real quick of the date and time for uh, Barnyard for all the listeners out there. Saturday, September 30th. Doors two, open at 2, right? 2 p.m. Yep. Okay. Music starts 2.30? Two, 2.30, 3, 3, somewhere around there. Okay. Food, $20 drink beer for the kids. For the kids. Beer for the kids. <laughs> 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 beer for the kids. No we are for the kids. 
<laughs> no, we have uh, you know some some. We have Sprite. juice boxes. <laughs> juice boxes. Yes, sir. Huggies. Like the little huggy. Oh, uh, bro, that's my. Oh, the little huggies. Yeah. You got grapes, yes, sir. I'm yes. to stick with those, man. <laughs> grapes Listen, the best flavor, right? But for real, we've we've talked about the barnyard on this show several times. I mean, sour blood's going to be there. Screaming evidence is going to be there. The screaming idiots show is going to be there. Come out, come hang out with all of us. The here big on this wazoo. Couch. Yeah, fuck yeah, Big Wazoo's gonna be there. It's gonna be a good time. So come hang out with all of us, um, and enjoy the fucking music. Just support support local bands, support local music. So we say that all the time on this show. Brad, Justin, thanks for coming on, guys. Hey, it's been an awesome conversation. I knew you guys would be kick ass, and y'all were. So thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate the shit out of you. That's gonna be a wrap on season three, everybody. It's hard to believe we've come to the end of it, and we we ended it with a bang. So. Season four is going to be special. We're stacking up some kick-ass guests for season four and can't wait for you guys to stick around. As always, follow us on all of our socials at TSIS Podcast. If you're not a Patreon subscriber yet, hop on Patreon and get all of our content. Binge it all all at once. Get all of our bonus content as soon as it's recorded. Appreciate all your support. Appreciate all the love. Thank you guys for listening. Until next time, we are the Screaming Idiots. Peace, love, dove.